Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price and Tim Buck, too. How are we, fellas? Um, I'm hungover. It's Sunday. I, I don't know how to feel right now. I we're in, feel weird being in the studio. We're in uncharted territory right now. I haven't been here in about a week and a half. And, and when I was here, I've only been a guest on, on shows here. I've never hosted I, I will one. say it's nice to see you across the table. It is. This is a different vibe. I kind of like I this kind of like I the, can actually see Tim. Like, I don't yeah. have to look behind Kyle. and like, this is weird. This is going to throw I me off, I don't I have to, like, turn to the side all the time to get my best side of my face while we're talking. But I kind of like the looking at you. Welcome Luckily, to my world, fellas. Yeah, this is interesting. I kind of like this setup. Yeah. This we, is good. We need to rearrange studio, too, now. <laughs> Uh, so for those of you that uh, saw what we posted on Wednesday the other night, we uh, had some technical difficulties at Studio 2, so we are here live from Studio 1 at Detroit Auto Parts, the official sponsor of Redline, or parts, the official parts store and sponsor of Redline Radio and home of the original Studio 1. Technically, if you say that, though, Dave gets offended and goes, well, we had a studio somewhere else first, so I've always heard him say that. Whenever anyone says, like, the original, I've heard him say that before. He's like, well, the original was actually over here. I've heard him debate that with somebody. He's, what he's, do I know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not the Wikipedia page holder of Redline Radio, so I don't know the full <laughs> history. Um, but Detroit Auto Parts, they have two convenient locations, East Side. Call 216-531-7373 or call West Side 216-398-7373. Mention Redline Radio and receive 10% off your purchase. So, man, you just jump right into the arteries. I love I it. We're here in a new spot. I had to promote <laughs> Detroit. It works. Uh, we were, uh, so it's Thursday. It was, I bowl every Thursday. So I'm sitting next to uh, my our, our friend of the show, Chipper. And uh, he had just won one of those like um, drawings on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, what'd you win? He goes, I run a, I, I want a diecast car. So I said, where do you get it from? He goes, from Pit Road Diecast. I was like, that's that's great, dude. Uh, Pit Road Diecast, if you if you collect cars, NASCARs, trucks, whatever, um, they specialize in all your current and past NASCAR diecast model kits. Um, if you are interested, if you are into that type, type of thing, uh, it's 216-355-2347. Uh, mention Red Light Radio sent you. You get 10% off your first purchase. They actually did a live there, what, two months ago? Yeah. Um, so I know it's a drive from this area, but um, it's worth it. I guess it's a pretty big store. So Yeah, it looked really nice in the video. I wasn't there, but I saw the, yeah. the live stream. Uh, speaking of doing a live remote, talking about balls is back on the road. We are going to be two live weeks. from the yeah, Lucy sh- uh, shenanigans on February 8th, yep. Wednesday night. We have decided, though, you've heard it here first. We haven't even told Tim this I haven't yet. told Tim yet. Uh, I wanted to make it a surprise on the air. We're only going to do seven to eight. Seven to eight. We're not going to do seven to nine because I noticed last time people, I kind of looked in the crowd. Two hours is a long time yeah, to keep people in. To hear us talk. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Eventually people kind of sit there and they're like, all right, I want to talk to the person next to me. I want to check my phone, but yeah. I don't want to look rude. I noticed people are kind of fading out. So I think we're just going to do an hour. I think that's a good good idea. I like that. Yeah, seven to eight to keep it nice and simple. It's the episode right before the Super Bowl. Yeah. We'll be able to do a little Super Bowl pregame shit. Uh, have fun with everybody, do some trivia. What we can do, though, is in that next uh, the after hour, yep. we won't be live, but that's when we can do trivia and interact with the yeah, crowd and do yeah. shit like that. So I think that'll be a fun time. That sounds excellent. Try to make it like a little party atmosphere. That's what we're so talking have, about. Ball, ball, have ball some does. drinks, have some uh, relax, have that's some it. food, and try the new menu. I guess they get yeah. a new menu. So. Lucy's has changed their menu. They've gotten rid of the seafood. They are now known for tacos, pizza, things like that. Shenanigans. Um, and other shenanigans, obviously. <laughs> so come prepared for having a good time. Talking about balls will be there again. That is February 8th, 7 to 8. Uh, they are located at 2218 Broadview Road, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Michelle and the staff at Lucy's are always committed to giving their guests the best experience. Join them every Friday for karaoke. Of course, all your hometown sports games as well. Contact them today at 216-675-0013. 
So this uh, snow melting, all this rain we're getting, my uh, sub pump's starting to work overtime down in my basement. I noticed it last night. Um, and uh, I think I might need to replace it or add the uh, the battery backup just to make sure we're, we're safe. But if I want to do that, the only place I would probably want to call is Smith's Drain Service LLC. Uh, they specialize in all of the main sewer lines, bathtubs, laundry lines, septic tanks, kitchen sink lines, floor drains, downspouts, and so much more, which I would assume includes replacement of sub pumps. They're family owned and operated. You can call Smith Drain Service today at 440-242-8704. Uh, I officially lost the NFL picks, as everybody knows. So now we need to hear back from uh, Dave, Riley, Lee, whoever wants to reach out, get in contact, whatever. Uh, we would be more than happy to do a remote from Tattoo Therapy, Inc. That is the official tattoo shop of Redline Radio. Um, Riley Chase and the team are considered some of the most elite tattoo artists in Northeast Ohio. Uh, at Tattoo Therapy Inc., they customize every tattoo and they do it to fit each client's needs. They take the time to bring your idea to life with custom artists. Uh, they customize uh, pictures from artists and put the client's needs first. They do free consultations to ensure that you are on the same page with your uh, artist to get your desired result. They also have an art gallery, so if you're into art and buying prints and shit like that, they have that as well. Uh, can never go wrong with a tattoo artist. They're very talented people. They can do it all. They can draw. They can paint. Uh, art is just kind of their thing. Um, you're welcome to give them a call for a consultation or just come in. They, they love walk-ins, too. Give them a call, though, if you want, 440-747-7130, Greenbrier Shopping Center. I, I, I have come down to the final design for your tattoo, so I can't wait to yeah, this is uh, out surprise of, you with out that. Out of our hands. When you do a uh, when you lose a bet, it's out of your hands. Cannot wait. Just got to um, hope for the best. We mentioned uh, Studio uh, Studio 2 earlier because that's our home, um, but that Studio 2 is brought to you by the, the people over at Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement. Uh, they do bathrooms, kitchens, windows, um, doors, much more, including... Um, studios, uh, residential or commercial. If you are interested or you have some repair you need done or some additioning added, uh, give Will a call today. It's 440-731-7654. Tell them that Team Redline sent you. Uh, as I said earlier, we are here live at uh, Redline Radio Studio Number 1, Detroit Auto Parts Finest. Uh, the reason we're here, or we were here a couple weeks ago, I should say, is because of one, Grape, oh, yeah? who is in the comments right there. Shout out to Grape. Give it up for him. He's right now getting over to Studio 2 to set up for his documentary that he's filming. That dude just works nonstop. I don't know where he gets the energy, energy, but... Uh, yeah, I just want to sleep. I know. Like, I get tired every time I see him post shit. Like, he's just... He'll, he'll post something at 3 in the morning, and I'm like, okay, maybe he's going to bed soon. And then I wake up, and he's posting again before I'm even awake. I'm like, when the fuck does this guy sleep? It's, it doesn't make any sense to me, but... He's uh, a vampire. He really is. I'm starting to feel that. He's the same size as Dracula, so that I think true. he is Dracula. There's something to that. Conspiracy Carl, next time we get on yeah, the show. I, I believe it. We're breaking that down with Grape. But uh, shout out to Grape, and you can check him out, Grapevine, Friday nights from 6 to 8, here at Redline Radio Studio yeah. Number 1. Uh, right after that, you got Money's Crazy Mind from 8 to 10. On Saturday, coming soon... Fourth and fifteen, we'll be back. Not positive on when. I believe Mel said February. I think mm -hmm. so. Hopefully soon they'll be back on Saturdays. But for the time <clears throat> being, you can also catch comedy and cocktails with Jen Jen from eight thirty to nine thirty on Saturdays and TMI. Too much information, ten to midnight. Don't so unscripted. Don't oh. forget unscripted. Oh yeah, yeah. unscripted Saturday mornings. He had, a, he had a full listed show. This is uh, I'm blaming Dave on this because this is his sheet that he gave me and he kept his own show off of it. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> oh, the board's behind me. I forgot about that. So let's go off of that. That's probably accurate. Well, actually, they forgot other ones too. Uh, so you've got unscripted Saturday morning, which, yeah, there it is, 10 a.m. to 12. You've got uh, TMI to end the night, 10 to midnight. Sundays, you've got the Steel City running lates whenever they feel like working, uh, 10 to noon, <laughs> starting in, like, September. They need eight months off or whatever the fuck. Oh, I don't get it's, it. It's like, it's like the snowbirds go to Florida. They take off, like, seven months. Yeah, I don't understand it, but more power to them. Those old guys need to sleep in. Uh, <laughs> then at night, you got Medium Ratchet from 6 to 8. Mondays, you've got Just Therapy with Sean Boyd. You've got Tim Buck. Tuesdays, ladies and gentlemen, Whoa, Tuesday what? nights. 
One of the best nights of the week at Redline, I think, because not only does Timbuk Tuesday come on and just talk that shit, and I love every minute of oh, it, yeah. you've got Gary Wenner spinning the hits. Spinning that shit, too. Talking shit and spinning hits on Redline Radio every Tuesday night. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> and you've got Broad Street South coming back soon. Wednesdays, of course, you've got talking about balls, but starting this Wednesday, I think, is the first. You've got Cleveland's Finest. Yes. From four to six. Yeah, four to six from Studio Two. Cleveland's Finest debuts with Redline Radio, so check them out. Show them some love. Tell them to tell them talking about balls sent you. And then, of course, you've got talking about balls from seven to nine normally uh, from Studio Two. Hopefully, the internet's all back in business and we're good to go this week. The mouse is on the wheel. And we're we're hoping that that the uh, the dial-up internet's good to go. <laughs> I have to get the new AOL Dave membership and in the mail. Those, those free discs. And Lee's going to be like, hang on, i got to install the internet, boys. <laughs> yeah, boys, we got 90 free minutes of internet right now. Uh, but you can also check out She Vibes, the lovely ladies from 830 to 930. It was cool. I actually got to see their show from the beginning this week. Yeah. We haven't had an off time in, or an off night in so long. They're done, though. Are they? Oh yeah, I saw that. that what, they said so this what, was what the goodbye, happened? or this isn't goodbye. This is just farewell, or something. It, it said. Yeah, this is their last show for a little bit. I think they're taking a little break. Um, I don't know exactly what their plan is now, but speaking of breaks, we're going. We're doing our not breaks, but we're doing. We're cutting back to every other week here. After yeah, the once, Super Bowl, once the Super Bowl ends, talking about balls will be bi-weekly for a little bit, just to give everybody a little bit of time off. I think we all need it. Tim gets a Wednesday off. We had a great season, but again, we're not like Steel City running lights. We can continue to work during the offseason. We don't need every week off, you know, just, you know, every other now and then. I think it's nice for everybody. Um, But yeah, I wish the best of luck to the Sheep Ives ladies. Hope to have them back soon. Uh, love love seeing their show from start to finish on Wednesday night. And then on Thursdays, you've got that guy, Dub, from 3 to 4. You never know where he's going to be, what vehicle he's going to be in, where he's going to be doing his live show from. That's the good thing about Dub. He's always ready, always camera ready, and always prepared for a yeah, good show. Yeah, I turned it on for a little bit. He's in a car somewhere driving yeah, around. I love it. Like, he can Jesus. just do it on the road. doesn't matter to him. And then you got Money's Crazy Soundtrack uh, exclusively on RedlineRadioLLC.com from 5 to 7. Lex Vegas from 7 to 8. And Club Pizzle 8 to 9 for the culture on Thursdays at Redline Radio Studio 1. And that's it for Redline Radio. Busy place. I think we got everything there, right? I think we got it all out. Let's do it. Now, without further ado, this episode was called The After Party because it was the week after we did the Tabbies. And I thought, yes. what do you know about every award show in Hollywood? There's always an after party. So I thought... Just call it the after party because I really didn't have any good ideas. No, it's good. So it's I good think title. it worked. <laughs> At least I'm honest. That's how I came up with it. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to call this episode? And I'm like, the after party. Why not? Let's go for it. The calm before the storm. Yeah. So it was, we had a great week. I mean, we did the tabbies on Wednesday. That was a great episode. Uh, then Friday night we I went on. Start uh, do, I want to do more of that shit. I want to mix more of that stuff in. That's and we're gonna. The, the the number one thing is in the off season. It's just or during the season, it's hard to fit all that in. Yeah. Like there's only so much so much time unless we started going we're to like going three, to four th- hours. Going shows. to three hours. Tim's Tim's been asking for us to go even longer, so <laughs> we're, we're down if he's down. We might as well. I mean, y'all already go long. I, and sometimes I don't even notice it. I'm we like, honestly, oh, if we didn't check the clock, we could probably could do a three-hour show without even thinking about it. Wouldn't even notice. No question about it. We've done it before. We we did a show one time. We were on. I'm like, dude, it's been like two and a half hours. We should probably end it. And he's like, all right, I guess. But we weren't even done with everything. Yeah, you checked like the clock or whatever the time of the thing we're recording. You're like, shit, we we have to stop. It's just. I could talk sports during all COVID. Day. We went long. We started doing yeah. what the stereo stuff, right? Yeah, we were on that app, and um, we'd be on there doing that. And then we'd actually get random people who drive. That was that was kind of fun and I kind of annoying. About that, yeah, actually. where we would record and we do live, but then people would chime in and like leave comments. So you would occasionally like we got that. I forgot his name. We had that one guy from England. Yeah, who he, was great. He came back all the time. Yeah, yeah. he was like, oh, I'm just trying to learn about American football. I'm you know I'm from yeah. England, this yeah. and that. And I'm like, hey, check us out. It's awesome that you're I listening. Haven't, I haven't seen that app in a long time, but that was kind of interesting because like we randomly get the random pop up questions and you'd play it on the air. Yeah. And then you could talk back and, and answer that's the questions. Where I, uh, that's where I started getting really strict with people. And I was telling them, I'm like, listen, guys, I love that you want to interact with the show, but fuck, 
please keep, right. keep it to like 10 seconds. I don't need you to be like, so I'm watching the game last night. What do you think the Eagles and Giants are going to do? Because I'm thinking Saquon had a really good game. And it's like, guys, just get to your fucking there was, point. There was a couple on there were like two minutes long. And I, I would just cut I'd it. I'd hit play. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, know, yeah that's it. We got to cut that. I, I don't have that kind of time. I'm very impatient. Get to the point. Uh like a steak, cut off yeah, the fat, right, get to the exactly. point. I need the good parts only. That's all I'm worried about. Dave, what's up? Thanks I for want the fat in. too. Fuck that. Yeah, I mean, you could put that on the side. That's fine. But <laughs> I don't need that shit on the show. Um, Yeah, of course, dude. Uh, Great. Enjoy Studio 2 today, man. I hope that uh, uh, documentary goes well. I can't wait to see it. Very excited for that. And we had uh, Jeff says, Bengals 49ers. He's calling it for the Super Bowl. We're going to get into our picks at the end of the show. Um. But without further ado, let's recap the week that was last week yeah. that got us to this championship weekend. Uh, for those of you that don't follow football, I don't know why you're watching this show because you came to the wrong place. I guess we're just good-looking people. Yeah, I think that might with. be it. I'm okay with that. Uh, speaking of how good-looking we are, we actually have some news on our website. Looks like our website will be ready to roll very soon. Yeah, I saw the beta. It looks amazing. Um, yeah, I got the beta sent to me the other night from the guy creating it, and he had me look it over and give him some opinions and things I want changed, and it looks fucking awesome. I'm really, really excited for it. Uh, the fact uh, that it was written by the AI generator is amazing, though. That's what's because I'd never heard of that before. He uh, he told me, I'm like, you know, this is a typo here. This I don't like this line. I'm correcting a couple things, and he's like, well, I actually had an AI thing do it. And I'm like, no shit. He's like, yeah, I just typed in a little bit about you guys, and it filled the rest out. I'm like... It's fucking spot on for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it is, I mean, the, the the two horny guy part was pretty uh, pretty spot on. I and thought the number one thing I wanted to make sure that we got in there was, and you know, this is just a humble brag to let Tim know that I care about him. Tim didn't have a feature in the bio section, oh. so I said, let's get Tim in there. And here's this picture. We're going to use this. I said, I need Tim on there. There, I like that. Tim is a part of talking about balls. I don't under just, the under the about us part, yeah. I assume. Yeah, I nice. told him. I said, I need I need Tim in there. Here's the picture we're going to use. Come up with a bio for him. Let's do it. Yeah, and he's involved. He's on that website. I want to know the keywords are going to use. Appreciate you guys. Describe. Damn right, Tim. <laughs> the, the 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 words are going to use to describe Tim. That let the AI rate the paragraph. I'm curious. I mean, what I can words think of a couple. In. Sexy, funny. Uh, big br- boobs, brown sugar, <laughs> yes, big titty committee. You know, there's plenty of things they can say. <laughs> um, but yeah, the website hopefully will be up very soon. I'm really excited for it. It looks phenomenal. Uh, it's been long in the in the in the works, but it's all being done pro bono, so I can't complain about the time that it's taking because right. it's a it's a guy who does websites for a living, who's my friend and doing it for free. So I can't complain. I'm very happy about it. Um, but yeah, so the week that was, the, the, the games from a couple of weeks ago, obviously we had some interesting things happen. You had, we'll start off, I think it was the first game, yeah. Um, Patrick Mahomes, that yeah. ankle injury. They looked I, thought, like they I, were thought, gonna, I thought it was broke. It looked like, like they how... were going to blow out the uh, the Jags, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he takes this little hit, and he's out, and who, Chad Henney yeah. comes in the game, and Mr. I'm like... Mr. Brown killer. I'm like, holy shit. The one thing that makes me feel really happy about losing to him that year is he didn't do as much as he had to do against the Jags, Yeah, and he did that against the Jags, so that makes me feel a little bit better about us losing yeah. to him that year. Wait, he took him 95 yards and a touchdown. 99, right down, I think it was, Right down it? the fucking feet. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. He he tied an NFL record or set an NFL record for the longest touchdown drive in that, like a playoff game or something like that, and he's a backup quarterback, yeah. so it makes me feel better about losing them a few years ago. Still doesn't feel good, right. but feels a little bit better. Um, but the Jags did cover their spread because it was a 10-point spread. They lost 27-20 to 20 because of a late uh, touchdown or a late field goal, I'm sorry. Uh, then they tried the onside kick. They didn't get it. They played very well, but I think a healthy Patrick Mahomes, the, the Chiefs were going to win that game by a yeah, lot. Yeah. Uh, I did. I hit a very good bet with this one. How uh, big? Uh, $20 won me about 120 Nice. Uh, I did a Travis Kelsey first touchdown while I was at a bar. 
I use the app. I wanted to fuck around, and I'm like, nah, I'm feeling Kelsey. So let's twenty bucks. Let's go for it. Sure shit. First touchdown of the game, Travis Kelsey. Wow. So I was really happy about that. That was a big. That was a big bet last week for a lot of people. Was the first super first touchdown for? Yeah, I saw that one guy hit for seventy five thousand or whatever. Yeah. So fucking crazy. We'll talk about some gambling right now. Let's just do it. I yeah, love let's it. Let's get into uh, it. And I think gambling might be a bigger part of our our show for the in the going forward. I hope so. Because it's legal in Ohio, we might as well talk about it. Give you guys some of our picks because why not? Uh, again. Preface it all with disclaimer. <laughs> gamble responsibly. We are not professionals. These are just our opinions. I, I personally have won good money this week. Yeah. Kyle is doing the the ten dollars into five thousand or whatever 10, it's 000. called. Ten into ten. The, the ten day challenge. Uh so me personally, I've been following a guy on Twitter who um if you guys want to know who it is, reach out to me personally. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, I'll have to find it. Um, but there's a guy who who does all the research. He does all the data, yeah. Excel spreadsheets, everything. And what he does is he'll show the overs and unders for players with a 70% or better odds mm-hmm. of hitting. So he will do a full spreadsheet of like NBA games. And he'll tell you in the last 10 games, Anthony Davis has scored over whatever points 70% of the time. So you look at that and you go, okay, so the odds are there that he's going to do it again. And then I make a bunch of parlays. And I did that on Monday night. Uh, I did one with like 10 different picks and it was a $10 bet. And it won me like a hundred and something dollars. And then last night I did one with the Lakers game. I did the same thing. I did ten dollars, won me like a hundred dollars. So I'm I'm raking it's, in some good cash doing that, this. Is that Sal Vetri person or no? No, I don't know. No, that okay, is. that's the person I follow on Twitter. No, this guy's like I forgot his name. It's like at Brown Bets something like that. He's not Browns. I think his last name is Brown. So it's okay. like Brown Bets something. I forgot the full name. Interesting. But, uh, but every day he posts the spreadsheets, and every day he does like his quote unquote locks of the night. Um, and so far this week, he's like six out of seven yeah. with his locks. So his picks are pretty good. His stats back everything up. Um, you can take alternates. It's really, it's, it's boring. I won't spend too much time talking about it right now, but I, it's, um, I, by, by, the guy I, I spent a lot of time doing it. The guy who I followed breaks it down kind of like that too. And it makes, it started to like kind of train me to go back and look at play, especially NBA. I mean, I've had such great luck with NBA bets. Yeah. Football's hit or miss. I've sure. won money off football, but it's hit or miss. But the NBA, at least I'm going back and checking their last 10 games. Yeah. You know, the rebounds or assists. Or, and because you can bet those, you know, is he going to hit 20 points, 10 points, five points? And if you build enough of them together, you get to a nice profit and you, you bet minimal and you win. You know, you build up enough small bets. You got a pretty good bankroll going on, you know? So I'll tell you one that I did the other night that uh, was, it was a fucking heartbreaking night yeah. for me, if I'm being honest. Uh, I went over on oh, all my picks. Okay. All my personal picks, I should say, because I also made bets on Tara's, and Tara's hit, go figure. Um, well, that's your money too, right? No. <laughs> I, I had her put her own money in the account. I told her I want a cut of it, and she won't give it to me, that bitch. Um, but so, Friday night, I did a 14-leg parlay. Nice. Okay? And it was $10 to win 100 something. I hit 13 out of 14. The one that didn't hit was probably what I thought would have been the easiest one. I had Bam Adebayo to go over seven and a half rebounds. Yeah. Dude's seven foot tall. He averages like 12 rebounds a game. So I, I put him at the alternate uh, of seven and a half. I'm like, no question he hits that. He got six. So I missed that one by fucking two rebounds. And then the other one I did, this was a big money one. This was a $10 bet that would have won me over 300 something. And it was a 15 legger. I went 13 and two. And the one, the two misses were Karis LeVert needed to hit one three pointer, and he shot like zero for eight against the fucking Thunder that night. That you was a killer. Should, you should start doing those round robin bets where you can you can afford to lose one or two of those legs. Was that how that works? Yeah, I've never so, actually done it. So if you do a round robin bet, so let's say you do like a eight, I don't know, eight game, nine game parlay, 
you'll start seeing options of like a two two way par, uh, round robin, three, four, whatever. What it's basically saying is that if you're doing like five games, you can do like a three three or four thing round robin, and, and you're you are, you can afford to lose one of those. Okay, it cuts your money down a little bit, but it sure. doesn't mean you won't lose the whole thing. Yeah, that, I, I'm okay with that. Like I said, I was supposed to. I did a ten dollar bet. Was supposed to win. The other one I missed was Jordan Poole. I had Jordan yeah. Poole at three and a half plus rebounds. He only had two. So if I had a round robin going, then yeah, I won yeah. thirteen out of That's fifteen. What I'm Try it out with something small. If I win small, 200 but, instead of 300 something, I'm okay with that. Yeah, so I, if, I think on FanDuel, because I've been using FanDuel more than anything, I, I believe. I do too. Um, but it has like a little like, you know, explanation point next to it around Robin. So it explains it to you in, in, in detail. But that's basically what it is. It's allowing you to lose one of those that's, parlays. That's huge. I can use that. And you can still keep your, your, your winnings. At yeah. least keep a profit. Um, no, I mean, I've had a good week too. I mean, I that one week, like you said, I'm on day six right now of the challenge. Mm-hmm. So I'm up to betting 320 to win 640. I'm going to not bet today though. I'm going to yeah. Because I don't like the NFL, I don't like the NBA games today. I'm going to go back tomorrow and just bet strictly NBA. Yeah. And I've had such good luck of doing the, I think I had like a couple like minus 1,000, minus 2,000, minus 500, enough to get me to a minus 100, and then it just doubles my money. And yeah. so I've had good luck with the the, the one not uh, betting these and winning. So the one that stressed me the fuck out, though, was the, uh, I think it was Thursday night. I needed that Knicks game to go to overtime because Barrett, it was only, he had to hit 15-plus points, mm. and he only had 13 going into the last of the game. So he hit that fucking three in the corner, and I about shit my pants. <laughs> um, but that was my, it's, I, I, I've never cared so much about some of these games. No, that's the fun thing about it, too, is it's like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I do a sports podcast. All I do is talk about sports. Sure. I love sports. But this is giving me a whole new love for sports because I'm learning about players that I yeah. didn't really know about. Right. It's reintroducing me to the NBA because I like the NBA. Don't get me wrong. But the regular season can be a little long and this boring. This keeps my interest now. And now I'm catching myself watching games that I would never watch. There's players who are like, you go and you see these over-under bets, right? And yeah. there's like players I've never heard of. I've heard of them maybe, but not like crazy. Right. There's like their overs like 32. I'm like, how the fuck is this guy that good? So yeah. then like you dig into like. And then you start learning like, like wow, the one that plays for Houston, really the one that plays for Houston, the, the white dude that plays for Houston, he's a four but I forget, I'm forgetting the name now. Mm. He averages like 28 points a game. Yeah. I've never heard of him before. Yep. And then, I mean, Jalen Brunson on the Knicks. Yeah. He's an okay player when he was with Dallas. And now all of a sudden he's with the Knicks. He's averaging over like 25 points a game. Yeah. And it's like crazy. they're killing it. Yeah. So that's why, I make, again, I agree with you. It really pulls you back into the regular yeah. season. It's fun. And, and, you know, that's why I decided to stop doing, I love doing money lines. I think money lines are fairly yeah, just, easy. It's a 50 50. Yeah. But I like doing rebounds, assists, points, things like that. Cause then you're watching all the stats. And like, if you're watching on ESPN and you see a guy you picked grab a rebound, you're like, fuck yeah, I needed that one or something, you know? It's, it's more interesting for me. And it, I think you can compile those enough together to make it. Uh, a pretty hittable bet. Yeah. Um, the money lines are just 50 50. Whatever wins, wins, right? But I like yeah. the, I, you, you can definitely predict. Like, I've, there's one out there right now. My uncle just texted me. He's like, Jared Allen, six rebounds, Mobley, six rebounds, two assists, and 15 points, and the Cavs win. And he's, he's betting uh, 20, uh, he's betting 25 to win 50. Yeah. I mean, that's, fuck, I mean, that's double pretty your hittable. money. Yeah, that's it. Like, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. That's the other thing, too, is a lot of people only want to brag when they win, like, a $5 bet to win like 500. Like yeah. they're like, Oh, you look at this. Those are so rare to hit. Like for me, if you just, if you come away with a profit, that's great. That's all I'm Absolutely. trying to do. Like every day, if I can, if I can bankroll like 25, 50 bucks every yeah. day, that adds up. That's yeah. a lot of money. It does. You know, so at, the end, the, way, at the end of the week, you look at your, your roll, you're like, shit, I got a lot of money in there. Like the ones I was doing, I was getting a little, I was flying a little too close to the sun. I understand that doing a 15 leg parlay is fucking difficult. Um, 
So when you go 14 and one yeah. or whatever, I'm like, fuck, I lost by yep. one. I'm like, I need to stop doing so many. Yep. Yes, it betters my odds. But if I did a 10 leg parlay, I probably would have hit it. Yep. I, so I, I got to stop being greedy. I lost a 12 leg parlay yesterday in college basketball. I only lost one fucking team. That's I went 11 and one. It's killer. And I, I don't fuck with college basketball anymore. They, but I did it because I wanted to kill the rest of the money in my, my yeah. Barstool account. I had like $31 in there. So I was betting 31 to win 190. Yeah, it's and worth it at so, that yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, fuck it. I just want to del- either I win, I have it. Cool. If not, then it's gone. I can close this account. And just delete it, right? Because right. I don't want to. I don't like using that app. But yeah, one fucking team that was um, the underdog by minus fourteen won yeah. the fucking game. Sure, fucking um, dicks. <laughs> so, with that being said, as I said, we wanted to introduce uh, sports betting and everything next next. Well, in the future, obviously, it's the end of the season right now, which is the bummer. So there's not a lot to go off of for NFL, at least. Make it its own, um, our own segment. Yeah. But I am giving my lock of the week. What I lock think is going to be a lock. Okay, a lock of the day, if you want to call it. And this is one that FanDuel, or I'm sorry, DraftKings is actually doing as a bonus for everybody. It's a super boost. Um, it is Travis Kelsey and Jamar Chase, 50-plus receiving yards each, and Joe Burrow, over 200 passing yards. I think that's a fucking lock. They have it at plus 100, so you literally double your money, and you're only allowed to make a $50 bet on it. So it's a max of 50. But either way, whatever you want to throw on it, I think that's a lock. I think both of those guys are going to get those numbers easily, or all three of them, I should say. And which one is this one? The plus 200 one? Uh, no, it's a super boost plus 100. Uh, the Joe Burrow to have 200 yards and Chase and Kelsey with uh, 50 each. Nice. So it's all three of those things have to happen plus 100. So again, $50 turns into $50 uh, back. So you, yeah. you know, 50 into 100, you double your money. Um, I think that one's a lock. I'm, I, I think I'm going to go for that one for sure. Uh, I, I really like it. So that's my lock of the week. I don't know if you have any you've been eyeballing. No, I, don't anything, I don't have anything that's like a lock for me right now, but I, I didn't see the super boost until you just mentioned it. So, but I mean, there's the yeah, one. Yeah, you got till 630 to do it. I mean, however, I mean, that, that one at the top, that plus 400 one now is the, the Bengals to win. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow to two touchdowns and Mixon to have 60 plus rushing yards. That's interesting. Plus four hundred, throw ten dollars on there, and ah, uh, yeah, I, I will take that chance. That's a good one, right? Yeah, there's I mean, some, there's some really good ones. It, it was boosted. It was at two fifty. Now it's up to plus four hundred. That's a pretty that that's enticing to throw like ten dollars on it and to see what happens. I uh, well, what's the what's the kickback on that? So if you bet ten, this one's on Fanduel. Yeah. Is, okay. Is that four hundred bucks? No, it's forty. Forty. Okay. Yeah, so, so that's not. So the way the numbers work okay. is you have to like if it's plus four hundred, that means if you put a hundred dollars down, it turns into four hundred. So that number is always based off a hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. Okay. So if I bet twenty, okay. it's going to be eighty dollars. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just I just put ten ten down. I win forty. Cool. It's a small win, not big. Actually, you'll win. I get fifty back. So I put ten in, right? So you win forty total, yeah. fifty back. But hey, it's it's ten dollars. You know, whatever. One thing yeah. I'm, I'm I'm learning to hate is uh, or actually two things. One thing I'm learning to love about betting is there's an easy bet that is opening kickoff to be a touchback is an actual bet you can make. Yes. And I did it a couple times last week, and each time, like, it depends It depends on the kicker. It changes the odds. But, like, right now, Kansas City, uh, Bengals, or I'm sorry, yeah, it's the Bengals-Chiefs Bengals, uh, game. If you put $10 on the opening kickoff, you win eight back. So it turns into eighteen dollars. Is, is that underneath the game specials? Yeah, right there. Yeah, it's right there in the specials. It's just a fun one because you get the you get the money instantly, and you just watch the kickoff, and you're like, okay, he kicks out of the end zone. Or if you watch the guy like do this with his hands because he's not returning it, you're like, fuck yeah, I just won that. Just place the bet. I hit that one three out of four times last week, and you get the money right right away. It's fucking awesome. Uh, the one thing I've, I've learned though is it makes me hate players when they fuck you on your parlays. Yes. So, yes. like Joel Embiid, I did one last week. I I, I did the it was a super boost fifty dollar max that he would get a double double. Joel Embiid rolls out of bed and gets a fucking double double. He had a double double by like the end of the first quarter. You told me about this one, yeah. And that fucking dude, 
He's seven foot tall. He wants to be MVP. And he got he scored 41 points and had nine rebounds. I needed one more rebound. That son of a bitch cost me my $50 lock last week. But it is what it is. I what, what, what shipper put up there? Yeah, I'm not seeing it either. I did that one. No brainer. Oh, the one pick you talked about, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I think that's locks. I'm doing that one. And the one thing I do hate about these apps, and this is why I, so when I first started doing this, the online betting through these apps, they always they always package those nice little same gay parlays, and they look so easy. And, and you're yeah, like, that's you're a like, fucking yeah, lock. Like, like, did you see the one in DraftKings? Do you draft on? Do anything in DraftKings? I use DraftKings and FanDuel mostly. Those. Are the so did you I see really the use. one? The they call it the um um f- whatever fetus strength or whatever the. Uh, Tough tie. I don't know. It's, it's all it's all running back parlays for the day. So I, I, I it looks it looks very interesting. So it is. This one's on DraftKings. Yes. Yeah, I'm not so seeing it. It's under the special. So if you go under, it's across the top. It's across like the middle part here. It's called track shoes. Um, right here, like in the middle part, right there. Okay. So it's called track shoes, and it says uh, Miles Sanders 45 yards, McCaffrey 55. Um, Isaiah 55 and Mixon 45. It's a plus 721 right now. So to me, I'm thinking that's 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 winnable. That seems like a lock, right? Why is it at a plus 721? Then you remember that Miles Sanders is probably not going to get a lot of yards against sure. a really good San Francisco defense. McCaffrey's going against a very good defense. McCaffrey's line. going against a good defense. McCaffrey's a little banged up. There were right. questions that he would be healthy. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, he's another one that uh, I've seen him. His over-under for the week is 50. So yeah. Vegas thinks 50 is kind of his limit. Yeah. They have him at 55, 55. So he has to have a really good game. Right. And then Joe Mixon, same thing. Right. Are they going to be able to run the ball against Kansas City? They've got Defensive Player of the Year nominee, uh, Chris Jones, right up the middle. Right. So that's a, that's a pretty good defense. So I, I, I threw five on it because I, mean, I yeah, had five in there. Why not for those odds? Let's do but it. What gets me, and this is my point, is that you see at the bottom there where it says 29,000 people have made this bet today. If you scroll to the left, it goes to the Fly Eagles Fly one. So yeah. they show you. It's like yeah, they play, tell you how many people are doing it's it. It's playing like roulette at the fucking casino, right? So people have the screen up on there, and they're like, oh, what's the last five numbers to hit? What's the last five colors to hit? That shit doesn't matter. Yeah. you know. But that's what that does is it pulls you in. And that's why I think a lot of people take those bets because they think they're easy. So my advice is is ignore those. Maybe throw one or two dollars on it and dig into the deeper part of you know first to get whatever this and that and build your own parlays. Yeah, um, don't get sucked into losing your money on that bullshit. Yeah, don't don't listen to me again. We we are not pro- promoting <laughs> not anything, telling you what to pick. Yes. But anytime I've picked those pre-made same game yes, parlays or whatever, I've never hit yeah. one. So to me, it makes me think that they're purposely fudging the numbers a little bit to make yeah. it a little bit out of reach because yes. they know it's not going to happen right. or at least they have a really good vibe that it's right. not going to happen and the so. cons- biggest conspiracy theory of all is vegas just happens to know and last night with them fucking over lebron in oh, that celtics that... game i watched that game like it was game seven i had to go back finals. and rewatch it because i was watching the royal rumble last night okay but, so yes. i didn't watch it I, yeah. I i didn't see it yet i heard it wasn't that great so it, i don't think the, I mumble, the rumble matches were okay but everything else was kind of blah yeah uh, it was predictable though right um but uh no i went back and watched that the, the, the non-call on LeBron. Uh, and then I had, I think the best part of that whole game was fucking what's-his-face bringing the camera out to Patrick the Patrick Beverly. <laughs> did you see that, Tim? <laughs> so it went to overtime. So the last play of the game, LeBron goes for a layup. Plain as day on the replay. You gets, see Jason you can, Tatum. You hear it. He's going up for a left-handed layup. Gets his arm slapped. So the ball pops out of his hand. No, missed no the shot. Foul, and no they nothing. said nothing. You heard overtime. it. You heard yeah. it. 
It was bad. So LeBron throws a fucking tantrum. Like, he is pissed. Not like, normal he, LeBron tantrum. He this dropped is bad. to his knees and was, like, fucking hitting the court. Like, it, like he was celebrating winning a championship, but it was him being pissed off. That's how crazy it was. And then... Technical foul on LeBron. Him. Not <laughs> him. No, the refs were like, just chill. It is what it is. They go to commercial, come back from commercial. They show what happened. Patrick Beverly goes over to a cameraman, takes his fucking camera out of his hand, like a, a, a click camera, like a digital camera, and then walks it over to the ref and goes, that's a fucking foul. And he shows him a picture of LeBron <laughs> getting fouled. Best and the ref was like, technical him up right there. Oh, and he so hit, the, it, he it hit came, the free throw. They hit it. So it came back. Well, it didn't count as the win because the game was already done. Okay. So it came into overtime and the score was 106-105. And everyone's <laughs> like, wild. where the fuck did they get this point from? And it's like, because he shot a technical during the commercial break. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was probably the best technical ever. Like, he knew he was going to get a technical. Oh, but it was, it was well worth it. It was well worth it. Yeah. it was up, did they win the game or did they lose? Hey, what's up, Robert? Uh, the, the Lakers, Lakers lost. lost. And but honestly, wow. I'm surprised. They really, they, I mean, that was one hell of a back and forth game. Yeah, it was really good. The Lakers then, showed up to play, which I didn't think they would. The funny thing too is right after the game, because that's what the NFL, that's what leagues do now. Uh, they gave the the half hearted apology. They're oh like, yeah, yeah. After review, that was a foul, yeah, LeBron. Yeah. The ref should have given him free throws, but it's over now. What are you gonna do? It's <laughs> such <laughs> bullshit. If, if this is not <laughs> leaning towards every league moving to automated like refereeing or calling fouls, whatever baseball strikes, and I mean. I mean, I honestly believe there should be more cameras and replays in NFL games because there's yeah. a lot of shit that does get missed. However, I'm really okay with them fucking the Lakers over and LeBron because that won me my parlay. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the and game, now we're back to what we started with: is that we care more about some of these games because of money. So at the end of the at the end of regulation, Russell Westbrook had eight points. I had him over ten. And then AD had 13. I, I had him over 15. So as soon as it went to overtime, I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And then Westbrook scores like five points. He goes over, no problem. AD doesn't score at all. So I'm watching. I'm like, there's like 30 seconds left. Anthony Davis is not going to score here. Like, I'm fucked. And then one second to go, LeBron kicks it out or whoever to AD from three. He shoots it, drains it. My buddy starts texting me, and he's like, fuck yeah, because we had the same bet. Yeah. Both hit it at the last second That's in late. overtime. It felt That's so late. good to get a win. Yeah, last overtime <laughs> helped. Uh, my, 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 you met him, Moose, I think. He, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he won going to overtime because he's like, fuck, I'm going to lose this bet. That's what I thought. I'm like, I need this game yeah. to go to OT. Yeah. And then it did, and sure shit, I won. Oh, my God. Gambling is so fun. It's... It, it is, but I can, <laughs> I can absolutely see how people have problems with it. Yeah, because luckily, knock on wood, I think this is wood. I think they spent the money on play, it. Yeah, oh, but, pressed, uh, pressed wood. Knock on wood, I have been, I'm way over. Yes. Like, I'm I'm very profitable. Yes. So, for me, it's not, I'm not, like, waiting for my paycheck to put money into an account. Right. Like, I, I keep $50 in each of the two accounts that I use. Yep. As soon as I win, it goes over. I cash it out yep. down to 50. I just consistently keep yep. the 50 in there. So I'm not spending my yeah. own money. I'm very profitable. Other people, I'm sure, are not having as good of luck, and I feel bad for them. My, my call one eight hundred gambling or whatever. I think the my total wins is. right now is like I think it's uh, fourteen hundred. I've I've taken out. Yeah. And profits and I like you. I keep money in the accounts, and when I get, like at the end of this whatever challenge, it is what it is. If I win, cool. That money will be pulled out and thrown into his savings sure. account. If I lose it, it is what it is. It's all it was all profit bets. That's how. That's know? what I try to tell Tara because she's always like. You gamble way too much. And I'm like, Tara, it's not technically my money. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I'm not spending my own money right. on these. I took all the free bets, accumulated cash, left the cash in there, and then I'm putting it in my yes. bank. So I'm like, this is all profit. Yes. I'm and not that's, spending that's my own money. That's the one thing where people differ sometimes. You just have that mental mindset that it's just profit. Yes. yes it would be great for me to win 10000 or 5000 whatever. Yep. But I'm going to, if I see an easy winnable bet, I'm going to throw the money on it. Yeah. And again, to me, it's just, hey, this is a profit. This isn't even my money right now. It's just sitting in purgatory in an app. Yeah. You know, it's, I made the money in the app. It still sits there. I'm just going to throw it out there again. So to me, it's just a number. On, on Friday night, I lost my ass. I went over. I yeah. went like over 5 on all my picks. 
Um, my FanDuel account was down to like 10 bucks because of that. Because I spent, I think, $40 total in bets yeah. uh, the next day. Because I have a, a pot that I've collected. I threw 40 back into FanDuel to get it back to 50 yep. which is my plan. And then I used a bunch of bets. I hit the Laker one. I went up to like eighty something dollars yesterday. You took the money back it out. down to fifty. Yeah. So it's just I'm continuing yeah. to just add the money and save it. It's a really and smart that's concept. smart because you're having fun. Yep. You're enjoying what you do. You're making some profits. And when I do my bets, I'm looking at data sheets. I'm looking at information. I'm not just going in blind and I'm like, oh fuck it, I want to. I want an upset here. Like I'm looking at statistics and math and I'm figuring shit out. So it's it's very calculated. I, I'm one of my buddies. I'm friends with. He does like these fucking stupid like ten cent, fifty cent bets to win like five thousand. Right kind to of win shit. like five thousand. It's awesome. Right. So he does like once or twice a week, just finds one random out there plus like thousand whatever percent chance. And he throws like rolls, 10 cents on it. And, I, and he goes, whatever, either I'm out 10 cents or I hit uh, two, three thousand dollars. Like, I don't mind that. You're only betting 10 cents, 15 cents. Right. Who cares? Right. And I, I'm OK with that, too. I do the same thing. Um, like the other night, none of them hit. But I was like, fuck it. I'm bored. Five dollars. I did a three leg parlay of first basket scores yeah. because I Googled. Who scores the most first baskets in the NBA? And I looked at guys' percentages. They were mm-hmm. all playing. And I go, okay, this guy scores 48% of his team's first baskets. Let's go him. Let's go him. Let's yeah. go him. I did it. $5 to win like 3000 or something like that. It lost, but it's, it's a gamble. But you were, you I, were I, betting I on the, the favorites. Odds. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. played the odds. And that exactly is what gambling is. 100%. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Robert, I don't know if you're still in the chat, but didn't you win $400 last night off of Homa, which is golf, by the way? He uh, he said something I can't read. Oh, he, yeah, he won. He had the Lakers plus seven and a half. Oh, nice. He Good won win, that Robert. bet last night, yeah. Um, but uh, I think he won the Homa bet, which is golf, to win it, and he did win it yesterday. So $400, Robert won. Yeah, yes, yeah, he did. No shit. Yeah, so he picked the winner. And when yeah. He was actually out of the top 10. Cont- c- yeah, but was it Sam Riker or something? Ryder yeah. was the was in, in first place for a while. Yeah, so he bet Homa, and Homa came back and won. He won $400. I, think I only was- know this because my cousin's boyfriend is a de- degenerate. Yeah. He texts me all of his picks, and he texts me that one. He's like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but he's like, he's up by four strokes, and he's plus something right now. So he's like, I threw twenty bucks on him. Yeah. And then when I went back and looked, he ended up fucking losing. So yeah. I text him back, and I'm like, You should stop betting on golf if you don't know who the hell you're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so back to last week, back to the divisional uh, playoff round. The Chiefs, but I like that though. We should and going forward, maybe next oh, season for sure. we'll I do talk a, about picks. We'll do a sure. bet segment or something. Absolutely. Um, Again, it kind of stinks. That's why I gave you guys my quick, easy lock of the day because yeah. I didn't, I didn't have anything prepared, and we're down to four teams left in the NFL, so it kind of right. makes it hard to do locks. Uh, right. Uh, but yeah, so the Chiefs come out ahead, twenty-seven to twenty over the Jags. The Eagles blow the Giants the fuck out. A lot of people thought that game would be a little bit closer, but thirty-eight to seven, Philadelphia wins. Uh, the Giants never stood a chance. No. And then on Sunday, speaking of teams that didn't have a chance, the Bengals blew the fucking doors off the Bills. Everybody and their brother kind of had the Bills because they were like, you know, they're riding high, emotional. Uh, Last time these teams played, obviously the DeMar Hamlin injury happened, and we have some DeMar Hamlin stuff to talk about too. Kyle was prepared about. uh, Unfortunately, uh, some of what he wanted to talk about has been... Oh, yeah. Um... Myth busted, but <laughs> yeah, what, what we wanted to talk about was just the fact that it was so big. Yeah, um, obviously it's busted now. He came out and did an interview, but we'll get we'll get into it in a second. That's fine. Yeah, so the Bills get blown out by the Bengals, twenty-seven to ten. Ugly game in the what snow. About, what, what, what do you take about the, the Diggs thing? You know, he's he's been kind of vocal about his not very pleasant and happy with what's going on. And let me ask you um, a question: Is Josh Allen overrated? No, I don't think so. I think Buffalo really needs to just work on how to how to make their team. So 
obviously injuries in the secondary were killer for them. They All their safeties yeah. were hurt. Then they lose DeMar Hamlin. They're down to like third, fourth string safety. So their secondary was banged up. Losing Von Miller, huge. They had no pressure to get to uh, uh, Burrow last week. That was a killer. That's yeah. the number one thing. Burrow is out there with backup offensive linemen. I think the Chiefs are really going to take advantage of that. Chiefs, again, they have Chris Jones. Uh, could be defensive player of the year. He's a nominee, which I didn't even realize his season was that good. Um, but they have a decent defense, and I think they're going to really make life difficult for, for Burrow today, and he's going to have to make quick decisions. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But without without Von Miller, the Bills were a different team. They yeah. couldn't get to the quarterback. Offensively, they have no run game. They're a one-dimensional team. So Bengals just played the pass. This is the fourth year, though, that he that Josh has had a decent year Yeah, and this falls apart in the playoffs. I mean, I just think that's who he is. I, I've never. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. But he's I've always, never bought he's, the always hype. he's always coveted. And maybe you haven't bought the, but a lot yeah. of people have bought the hype. Right. He's coveted as like the top, top three quarterback in the league, right? Yeah. Um, because he has such great normal, like regular season games and then falls apart. I just think that he, he's overrated, I think, in my opinion, extremely overrated for what he produces. Um, yeah. And I think that's what, that, back to my point, that's the thing is what Diggs is also bringing up now, too, is that you saw the scuffle on the sideline, which is normal receiver, yeah, quarterback. Especially with him. But I, I feel like it's like it's starting to now, this is the second year in a row. I think yeah. if you don't get something further with that, that man's going to do a Minnesota exit, basically. Yeah, and I mean, they might be better off without him. You think uh, so? Okay. You could get younger and better at wide receiver, I think. Stephon Diggs was good, but he was also kind of a ghost in the playoffs yeah. a little bit. Uh, he was a ghost in, in other games. I mean, when we the Browns played him, we held him without a catch for the first half. Sure. Or, or almost, I think he scored a touchdown like right before halftime, but uh, he was coming in the game averaging like 12 catches a game. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really think Josh Allen, would you call Josh Allen a like a playoff choke artist based on last year if you look at the Chiefs game? I mean, that game, they should have won that game. The defense well, He was it. in the playoffs the year before that too, I believe. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, like going forward, like last year, yeah. he, he single-handedly went out there and was like, fuck it, we're beating the Chiefs. He did everything he could, yeah. scored the late touchdowns, the defense blew the game. Yeah. So I don't really put the fault on him uh, this week, or, or this last game, I should say. They did not look good, don't get me wrong. I also think a lot of it has to do with just the way he plays in the regular season. He doesn't slide, takes a shitload of That's hits. That's the other thing, too, is he, he doesn't play smart sometimes. He had that injury right before the Browns game where they thought he might not even play. Yeah. He might need surgery. Um, as you do that week in, week out, you're in the NFL, you play 17 games, then you're in the playoffs, you're playing an 18th, 19th game, your body's going to wear down playing like right. that. Look at guys right. like Lamar Jackson. They get hurt, they can't stay on the field. Josh Allen's big, he's strong, but your body can only take so much beating when you're a quarterback, especially. And I think his body just wears down as the season goes on. They right. really need to figure out how to keep him healthy. Right. Um, that game overall was just bad. Yeah. Um, I think Josh Allen is who he is. I don't necessarily think he's ever going to be a Super Bowl MVP quarterback. I think he's good. He's fun to watch. But for me, he doesn't do enough. Like Patrick Mahomes makes crazy plays, has mm -hmm. insane accuracy. Josh Allen just has a strong arm. Right. He's a big dude with a strong arm. That's really all I see from yeah. Josh Allen. Um, so I think the Bills are kind of who they are. This is going to be them going forward unless they really go after it in offseason and they get some huge guys in free agency or, or the draft. Mm -hmm. This is just who they are. So it's going to be top four team in the AFC, but really yeah. never go farther than that? Yeah, pretty much. So they're going to be the Browns' way probably the next couple of years, of course. Yeah, but I think they eventually could be beatable. Mm -hmm. um, again, it really depends on what they do going forward. They need to establish a run game. They need to figure out their defensive line. They need to get their secondary to stay healthy. I mean, of course, that goes for every team. Pretty right. much you need all sure. those things. Um, but if the Bills don't put all that together, I don't think they really have much of a chance. Um, especially not, they're not going to beat the Bengals with, right. with their current setup. They're not going to beat the Chiefs consistently with their current setup. You know, there's just some teams that I don't think they're going to be able to, right. to, to beat. But yeah, I, did, I did not see that. that I um, thought it would be close, but yeah, that exactly. ass beating was 
that was insane. That caught me off guard. And the Bengals, I mean, be honest, I mean, middle part of the year, we thought the Bengals were done, right? Yeah. We, we were not very confident. We were like, there's no way the Bengals are winning this division. Yeah, no, they did Our, not look um, good. The Browns beat them on, on Monday night. And they came back, and they the second half of the season's been They haven't amazing. lost since. Yeah. The Browns beat them Monday night football, and the Bengals have not lost a game since that game. I need Kelsey, Hurts, Kettle, and Chase all to score to win $800. I mean, that's doable. It is doable. Very doable. So when you, when it's a quarterback, so Hurts has to run it in. Has to be yeah. a sneak. The Got ball it. has to Got cross it. the line from that player if you do an anytime touchdown. Got it. Um, and then you had the Cowboys and Niners. We, we touched on this a little bit going in the beginning of the game. Um, the Niners looked human. They yes. looked like an av- not an average team. They looked good, but Dak Prescott looked like complete shit. Uh, the Niners need that kind of performance out of Jalen Hurts today in order to compete if they come out looking as flat as they did against the Cowboys. Because the Cowboys' defense is good, but it's not Eagles' good. The right. Cowboys' offense is good, but it's not Eagles' good. And the Niners barely came away with that victory yeah. at home. Now they're in Philadelphia, hostile territory. Um, I think I read something, too, that said the the Niners haven't traveled to the West Coast in, like, months it's been a long time since they've had, or to the East Coast, I'm sorry. I was like, wait a minute, they live in the West Coast. They, they haven't had to play a game on the East Coast in, in quite some time from what I read. Really? Or I heard on the radio the other day. I didn't actually look it up. I just took it for gospel. But um, if that's true, I think that that plays a huge part. Philadelphia is known for having a rowdy fan base, going to make things difficult for them. Um, Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant. Let's see how he handles this kind of pressure on I'm, the roads. I'm, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited for this game. Probably, I, I don't even know what the weather report is, but in Philadelphia in January, I can't imagine it's going to be nice. So back to this, the Dallas game, though. So two questions. One, are you surprised that Mike McCarthy still has a job? Yeah. Uh, the way they're doing it, I don't know if you've paid attention to them. Uh, my buddy's a Cowboys fan, so I see all this shit. They, uh, Kellen Moore interviewed for a head coaching job, didn't get it. He was, he was in line. I think he had two interviews with the Panthers head coaching position. Did not get the job because they obviously hired um, uh, Frank Reich. Good hire, I think. Then, yeah. yes and no. It's kind of weird for me. It, it goes back to the Brian Flores situation of how Steve Wilkes looked really good. Mm-hmm. Steve Wilkes got that team to play. He got that team to show up, and they were almost a playoff team. And they let him go. Yeah, Another black guy not getting a chance. They sure. hire a guy who got fired because he couldn't get his team to play for him in Indianapolis. So it's just a weird thing. How do you keep doing this in the NFL? How do you take this this African-American coach who's doing a great job, and you go, now we're going to take this guy who just keeps getting fired because you know he's okay, yeah. but we're going to hire him instead of you, even though you showed that you actually have what it takes. Is Steve Wilkes interviewing for a coach job somewhere else or not? Not that I know of. Uh, all I saw was he was in line. Because Arizona's possibly... open still, right? Arizona? Yeah, Arizona, there's a few that are Indy's still open. Indy's still open, right? Um, yeah, Indy's still open. Arizona's still open. It looks like Houston's going to be D'Amico Ryan's once the Niners officially get eliminated. He'll be able to take that position, which good. African-American coach. Great to see that. Um, but I don't want African-American coaches to get hired just to be a number, just to be a, well, we're going to do it to look good. Sure, sure. I want it to be done because they actually have what it takes, and they earned it. Like, I think Steve Wilkes earned a playoff sp- or a head coaching position. I think Brian Flores earns a playoff spot. Or I'm a head- surprised no one's – do you think he's still too uh, hot to touch right now? I don't know why. I, I, don't, I, I, mean, I don't either. I don't know why he hasn't gotten hired by someone yet. Every time he gets overlooked, every time a guy like Steve Wilkes gets overlooked, it just makes Brian Flores' case look even better. Right. It, they're not like no NFL team is making anything go away by not hiring these right. guys. They're making it work. I'm just surprised he hasn't gotten hired by someone yet. Right. At, even as a DC, but I know that he's also interviewed for um whatchamacallit, uh head coaching job too in Arizona, right? Yeah, he, he, he interviewed with Arizona, but it's looking like that's not gonna happen. Right. 
Uh, as far as I know, that might have been the only place he was interviewing. But, for head but, coach. but he's been interviewing for DC elsewhere. Yeah, uh, well, we were one of them. Obviously, I, yeah. I'm, I'm grab who we hired. Right, I still wanted Flores. But I'm, I'm the other thing happy. too, though, is uh, the only teams that really need defensive coordinators right now are the teams that don't have head coaches. So they're not going to interview the DC right. without the head coach. Right, so right. Flores could get a DC job. It's just going to depend on who gets right. hired elsewhere. Right, right. Um, but so the, my other question was: So McCarthy still have a job? Yes. So you don't. Well, what I was going to say with that is yeah. the Cowboys fired like five uh, coordinators and, and different position coaches, maybe more. They fired a shitload of the coaching staff. Um, but McCarthy's still there for some reason, even yeah. with that horrible play call. I don't know if you guys saw it. The final play of that game was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Like, even Madden wouldn't let you do that, I don't mm -hmm. think. They had Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott snap the ball as center. Everybody else stretched out. Literally nobody else at the line of scrimmage. And Zeke got absolutely no, That was a hell of a ta tackle. And then Dak had to rush the throw, and the guy immediately got hit. Game was over. Just the dumbest-looking play call, which same thing with not even just Mike McCarthy. I don't know who's a, who the play caller is. Is it Kellen Moore? Because he interviewed with Carolina after that game, and everyone said, jokingly on Twitter, they're like, the first question from Carolina's got to be, what the fuck was that play call? <laughs> like, that's how his interview should have went. Because it was that bad, like that embarrassing. And that's two years in a row a lot of people forget. Dak Prescott did that QB sneak last year, yep. and that cost them the game against the Niners in the playoffs uh, a year ago. This year, final play, horrible play call. Dak, this one's not on Dak. It was a bad play call. I mean, Dak, as as the leader of the team, probably should have said no. Like, let's do something else. Yeah. Um, but again, ugly, ugly last play of the game for Dallas. Two years in a row, I do think should make Mike McCarthy McCarthy's seat a little so that hotter. Leads my other question is about Dak is. What's why? I mean, I think Dak stinks. I just, I, yeah, but I, so are they going to still ride with him next year? I mean, oh, they're, they're kind of forced to. They're going to have the to contract. They have, yeah, they have no money. They're going to have to restructure people, trade people. Like, I think Zeke's probably going to get released uh, because he's going to have to be a cap casualty. They just can't afford him. Uh, Dak, they gave a huge contract to, and he's just average. He's an okay quarterback. Yeah. Uh, he's proven, aside from the Tampa Bay game, that he is. Uh, he's a playoff choke artist, if yes. you want to talk yeah, about absolutely. one. Yeah, absolutely. The, the entire Cowboys team is. I mean, Yeah, never shows up in the playoffs. He had a good game against Tampa Bay. I'll give him that. But Tampa Bay was one of the worst teams this year. They didn't yeah. even, like, their their playoff their playoff position shouldn't have happened. I don't, I, like, the NFL needs to get rid of that. Like, if you're barely a 500 team and it's, you know, maybe I think they were less than 500, mm -hmm. like, you don't deserve a playoff spot. Yeah, I agree. Um, so he beat a lowly team and then faced a good one in San Francisco and, a lot of people were saying, Cowboys fans, at the end of the game, Dak had the ball with like a couple minutes left, and people were like, here it is, Dak. Show you're the man. Yep. You need to drive us down, win us this game. That's what a franchise quarterback does, and he shit the bed. Nope. Nothing. So he, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not a fan of Dak, never have been. I, think I, just, I, don't, I just don't like the Cowboys at all. Yeah, no, I mean, nor Good do defense, I. but everything else is just shit. Yeah, I always just thought, I'm, I hate them because they're on TV way too much. Yes. I don't need to see the Cowboys every fucking week. They're not good enough to they, get that they kind like of own Fox network. Yeah. Basically, they are not good enough to be on my TV every goddamn week. Right. Um, like spice it up a little bit. There's so many teams in the NFC they could make on these four o'clock games, and it's always Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, hopefully they fire everybody and get rid of some players, and they stop showing them on TV for a couple of years. It'd be nice, but wishful thinking, I know. Um, so yeah, that uh, that rounds out the division week, and we are set today with the Chiefs, Bengals, and the Eagles. Uh, Niners should be two good games. I think a nice Very relaxing good. Sunday afternoon to watch football. I'm excited. We talked about it before the game or before the show. I've got uh, chicken wings in the crock pot. Looking forward mm. to going home. Just going to snack on those, watch some football, having a good Sunday. Um, now we wanted to talk a little bit. This was, we had this prepped. We do our show uh, preparation before the show. Obviously we had yeah. this for Wednesday. Yep. Some shit came out today that changed a little bit of Kyle's thoughts, but 
Kyle wanted to touch on the DeMar Hamlin conspiracy, so I'll let him take yeah, it away. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's just funny to me. So, obviously, we know what happened with Hamlin. He got injured. Um, and then people started noticing that, like, yeah, he got better. You know, he wasn't doing interviews. He wasn't talking to people. Anytime they'd show Hamlin, they'd, he'd be just covered up, had mask on, had glasses on. You know, even when he went to the uh, the NFL game, the, the Bills game, he got escorted in by presidential-like type security. They blocked him when he got into the elevator. No one was seeing him. He was in there with a jacket and, and hat on. So it's like... It just feeds into the conspiracy theorist, theorist minds, right? It's like, oh, sure. did he did he die? I started watching. Like, what are they hiding? Right. Everyone had to say. And like, and of course, TikTok, right? So you get stuck on one video that you watch to completion. Now suddenly, it's built into your algorithm of what videos you want to watch. Mm-hmm. So I watched the one video which I sent you and I sent Tim. We we're gonna show, and then it got like the next three or four videos are all just like deeper, darker dives. Like I saw a video where it's like zooming in on the on the uh, ambulance that went on the field yeah and they're like this looks like a like a u-haul truck that's yeah just they were painted. like this isn't an ambulance yeah, this right. isn't real right and then they're talking about how like he's throwing up like his how he's how he looks doesn't look he's standing up against the building like they're circling parts of his body it's like this isn't hamlin he doesn't nothing adds up here um and then everything it's like so what made me like laugh about this was that it's was getting picked up by media. Yeah. Like there was there's actually like news people asking players, like the one that asked Josh Allen. Yeah, and Josh Allen was like, "What?" <laughs> they they I mean, so disrespectful yeah. for media to even fucking mention that. Like it's the fact that crazy. there's a person out there that has credentials to sit in a room with an NFL player and ask them a question yeah. that's stupid, right. they, it should be revoked immediately. Right. They should lose their job. Like that's embarrassing. I mean, it's it's unless stuff, they work for like the National Enquirer and they're out there searching for bad I boys. I can see where at, at a at a quick glance you're like, huh, okay, yeah. He hasn't been shown in public in the last three weeks. Yeah, anytime he shows mask, you're like, okay, yeah, maybe there's something weird going on there. Yeah. I wouldn't go as far as thinking the guy literally is dead and they planted they planted a fake body out there, right? right? You know what I mean? But it does make you go, well, why isn't he doing that, right? And then he had to come out. He came out what yesterday, I believe. Yeah, did a little did a little, little video, inter- inter- interview. Thanking everybody, absolutely. Saying he's okay. He, he can't explained wait to get back. why he hasn't talked to the media yeah. since. He wanted to keep the attention on the team, which is a great. And that's sure. I, I think that was the whole plan all along. Was he knew that he would have not a distraction, but he's like, I, this isn't about me. This is about the Bills. Yeah. I mean, that guy woke up from his coma or whatever you want to call right. it. The first thing he said was, did we win? Right. Like, that's a great guy. That's right. a dude who's just a team first. Yeah, so we were, we were, that's just, I, my point in bringing this up was just the fact that, like, conspiracy theories is, boom, yeah. they take off. And, I mean, again, we were on with Grape last Friday yeah. and Grape every episode, every Man, week. I, he, left that, I left that episode going, whew, we got some stuff to think I about. I am, uh, I can't help it. My brain is just very wired to be sensible, reasonable. I can't get behind conspiracy theories and, sure. like, some of the things he said were there's like there's groups that meet up and they killed 2,500 kids in a night because they needed to sacrifice for a blood ritual and this and that. And I just how does that shit happen and nobody knows about it, right? And and like there's no proof of it. There's like somebody on the internet that you've never heard of writes up an article saying, oh yeah, Hillary was there doing this, right? Like I can't get behind kind of shit like that, right? The Demar Hamlin thing, same thing. Yeah, I'm listening to it and I'm like, okay, everyone thinks he's dead because he doesn't want to talk right now, right? Like could be a plethora of reasons. He could be. He could have something fucked up because he had a bunch of tubes down his throat. Maybe he can't talk right mm-hmm. now. He doesn't want the team to get distracted. He's not trying to make this about him, but people just have to try to buy into things. They right. have to look at things and go, well, it's fishy because of this. And yeah. now I think it's because of this. Like, it's just weird that it's, people it, it, try it, so power, hard to, like, Power of the together. internet, my friend. Power yeah. of the internet. And that's that's one question I was talking to uh, two buddies of mine. We were, we were doing golf yesterday morning. Um, I said, what are the biggest conspiracies in, like, the United States of, of all time? And I think, like, the top two were probably, like, the JFK one, right? JFK, 9-11. And landing on the moon and 9-11, yeah, right? Yeah, moon landing for sure. So, like, all this stuff is just fed by more speculation. 
question, like, because no one has direct answers, so there's just a void that needs to be filled. Right. You know, do do I think something fishy happened to JFK? Sure, absolutely. I mean, it's easy to believe, right? Yeah. Especially during that time when we're in our country, in our world. Um, do you think that there's aliens at Area 51? Possibly. Yeah. Do I think there's aliens? Yes, I do. I mean, it's, all this stuff has some truth. Yeah. And then a lot of not truth, and then they merge together, and it's like you don't, you can't separate what. Which what it things is. like that I can get behind. Can yeah. can I can I get behind that the government or the mob or whoever has sure. something to do with JFK's death? Of course. Yeah. That's something that's very that's that's realistic. Especially the more and more you learn about mobs and shit like that. Yeah, the yeah. universe is so fucking huge. Do yeah. I think that there could be other life out there? Absolutely. Sure. Why the fuck are, are America or not Americans, but just Earthlings, so selfish that they think <laughs> we are the only living, breathing things in the whole universe? Especially every year that comes out, they start expanding what we now know. Yeah. Like they have bigger telescopes; they're it's getting further, further out, out there. And they're yeah. like, "Holy shit! There's so much more yeah. out there." Like, like outer space is never ending. Yeah. So the fact that there's people that are just like. We've got to be it. This is the only planet with people breathing. That's just crazy. To God me. said, boom, let there just be you. Yeah. And, and that's it. Going to the moon, space travel. I mean, I fully believe that that happened, yeah. I think. I right. Mean, I don't know why. Why would they fake landing it's, on the moon? But it's just so funny that conspiracy theories, how they catch something and they, they just, they're implanted as truth now, right? And like, I just don't get the thought process behind some of these conspiracy theories. Like, why pretend we made it to the moon? Well, it was what? important back then, the space race. We were trying to f- compete with Russia, sure. so that's why. And then we did it, and then now there's still space missions yes. all the time yeah. and things like that. So why would they keep faking this? What does it prove? Well, it's because, <laughs> of the, it's because of the alien stations on the dark side of the moon. That we yeah, exactly. That's what we, we're after. Exactly. And then that's where you get to the crazy, no offense, Grape, love you, but the crazy ones like he had last year, like the blood rituals yes. and things like that. It's like... Why did why why does Hillary need to eat children? I don't understand what's what's happening with this. This doesn't make sense. To I mean, me. I'm sure she has eaten the children before. I mean, she is fucking crazy, but no. For I, me, I think conspiracies <laughs> are more so just people are just when you can try to piece things together to like make a good story and to like yeah. make be fishy, if you will. It, it like, pulls more people in. 100. percent It gets people pulls, to go, "Wow, I never thought of that." Because the, the truth probably is is um, uh, not as exciting as the conspiracy. And then some of these conspiracies, I think, are started by people just so it covers up actually what happened. Yeah. Like I 100 percent believe that the JFK conspiracy is just actually out there just yeah, because it's real things cover like up. that. Like I do think that there are like there. Are, I'm sure there are plenty of uh, you, you put a politicians spin on it. Yeah. and things that put have a spin on it hidden important information and alter things yeah. to benefit them, which I'm sure that's going to happen. People are shady. Yeah. That's not a conspiracy theory. No. That's just people are, yeah. that's human nature. Uh, everyone will do whatever they can to cover their own ass. Most sure. people will. Um, but yeah, like the crazy ones of like, oh yeah, they sacrifice children and they need blood rituals and this and that. Whatever, the, like, whatever the part of the blood okay. he was talking about, I was trying to think and what it was. Yeah. No one's ever seen it or, you know, done yeah. anything like that. It's like, okay. I, I can't get behind those. Those are a little too far-fetched for The me. dome that covers our world. And, and then same yeah. thing with like the DeMar Hamlin thing. He is a player that most people, even most casual NFL fans, never heard of. Right. You really think the NFL is going to make a doppelganger, like a fake clone of him doing, like, really, of all the people, you really think that's going to happen? I mean, of all the leagues to do it, the NFL would have the power to why do it, Why would though? the NFL pretend that, <laughs> why would, if he died, why would the NFL pretend that he's alive well, showing he up at the game? he did die. Right, but people are saying that he's really dead and yeah. this is a, a duplicate right. or a clone. Why not just say he's still in the hospital? Right. We don't have any updates. That's all you need to do. Right. Instead, they're like, oh, he's here at the game. He's up and walking. People are like, that's fake. Yeah. Like, why would the NFL fake that? If, he's, if he's he really a plant. died. He's a plant. It's just crazy. People but are yeah, no, that, that So luckily, I've gotten that algorithm off my TikTok now, so I'm not watching those videos anymore. But yeah, uh, it's, it's funny wild. It's funny watching that that interview today. And like in the comments, everyone's like, all right, tag your local conspiracy theorist. Tag yeah, him. I love here that. Here it is. Like, and even then. The conspiracy theorists don't believe that. You, right. When you show a video where DeMar Hamlin's talking, he's alive, he's well, 
they'll still go, oh, that's fake. That's Photoshop. That's oh, actually I'm, his cousin. I'm 100 wait, percent waiting for someone to stitch that video and be like, all right, so here's why it's, it's the, not uh, him. the deep fake. They're, 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 they yeah. altered it. It's, it's just people will just find anything yeah. to dis disbelieve things. So it is what it is. I just laugh and I go, okay, you're into conspiracies. It is what it is. Congratulations. <laughs> um, one thing that's not a conspiracy, that is the Cavs suck ass on the road. And even at home, yeah, not that great so far. Um, obviously, this episode was supposed to be on Wednesday, so we don't even have the game from they, – they got embarrassed by the Thunder the other night. Um, they also, a week before, looked like complete shit against the Golden State Warriors backups. The Golden State Warriors did not play Draymond, Thompson, or Curry, and the Cavaliers got their asses handed to them. Uh, just embarrassing. J.B. Bickerstaff's got to get his shit together. Uh, they go on the road the other night against the Knicks. They lose that one. They, I mean, they were blown out by the Golden State backups. We let talk about, talk about a Vegas deep, deep take there, you know. So they sit their starters. The line drops. Crazy. Like, a 10 Everyone points. jumps on the Cavs, right? Yep. They start throwing money at the Cavs. Now, all of a sudden, everyone fucking loses. And then everyone get, loses. I mean, and Vegas is laughing on their way to the bank right now. That was the night that we were on Grapevine. So after Grapevine, Kyle and I and our wives, we went to a bar. And that was the first bar I'd been to that does the, the live yeah. betting. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll throw some money down. So I took the Cavs at halftime. I did 10 bucks, would have won me 15. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the Cavs had just lost the lead at halftime, but it was still a close game. So I'm like, I think the Cavs will come back and win against the mm -hmm. backups. Cavs got their asses kicked. Yeah. It is what it is. I lost $10. I only wanted to bet for fun. It was I horrible. Try it. Um, but how fucking embarrassing was that? It was like, horrible. We're, they hit every shot. They weren't missing. And these these are players that are there's secondary. And you, even when they are playing during normal games, coming off the bench, they're not that good. No, and and that's been that's a, a bugaboo for the Cavs this season is their perimeter defense yeah. has been really bad. And it's really coming to head right now because there are teams that just shoot the lights out against us. And we're supposed to be this dominant defensive team, which we are, but in the paint only because yeah. we have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. If I'm not mistaken, Evan Mobley is grading out as like the top defensive player in the NBA right he's now. He's on fire this last month and a half. He's killing it. He's he's turning into a hell of a player, and I love to see the yeah. progress. Which that's funny that like I'm not, I'm not going to compare them to Browns fans that are outrageously stupid, but there are some sports fans out there that they expect everybody to progress at the same pace. Right. So they think this is Evan Mobley's second year. He should be great right by now because somebody else was great in their second year. Right. Like, people need to realize everyone, you know. A lot of comparisons to Kevin Garnett. They're trying to, like, throw yeah, in that same he'll, shoe. He'll on. never be that, that no. same player offensively. Um, he's going to be a defensive dominant guy where points are going to be at a, a premium. He's 10, be, 11 points a game. Yeah, if he averages 10 to 15 points a game, that's great. But he's going to get you 10 rebounds. He's going to get you four blocks. Like, those are huge numbers. He's going to get you a couple assists because he's pretty good yeah, addition to ball, too. Passer. Um, but the points, hit or miss. He'll have a 25-point game, and then he's going to have a 10-point yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, he had a 35 one. Like, 38, two weeks ago, 38. 38. Career, career high. high yeah. uh, real quick before we forget, I want to say, uh, Justin has paid up on one of his bets. Oh, yeah. Why uh, we were at the bar. On uh, Wednesday, bar. We'll, uh, we'll play the video on Wednesday when we're back. Yeah, but uh, we were at the, the bar we went to after Grape. We, we, uh, we were conned into doing some karaoke. So, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you the story, Tim. I don't think we had talked about it yet. No, you didn't. So after we went on Grape, we went up to a bar called My Corner Bar. No affiliation with Redline Radio. Let's put that out there now. This mm -hmm. is just a free free plug for them to tell them the name. Um, we're up there. We're drinking. We're having a good time. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't know how long we would be up there. When we went up there after Grape, I figured, yeah. you know, a couple beers. We'll watch the Cavs. Yeah. Next thing I know, we stayed up there until damn near closing time. Yeah. We had a good time. <laughs> so we're sitting right across from the stage. And we're just eating, drinking, having a good time. And the, the DJ walks up to us and he just goes, tell you what, you guys do karaoke. I'll buy you guys a round of beers, shots, whatever you want. I looked around, I'm like, four peppermint schnapp shots? Boom. Goes, I'll sign you guys up. They'll be waiting for you as soon as you're done. We're like, fuck it, let's go. He goes, but there's one catch. You have to sing YMCA by the village people. <laughs> and we're like, all right, whatever, fuck it. 
So we fucking nailed it. We went up there and we killed it. That was my first time doing karaoke, but yeah, I lost the uh, the uh, major league baseball. Yep. I lost the baseball picks with Kyle. I lost by like one, I think. Yeah, the yeah. Guardians. Yeah, the Guardians. I, yeah, I had them losing to Tampa Bay. That fucked me. Um, but I lost that one. We went up there and sang, and Kyle told me, he goes, if you if you guys go, if we all go up and sing, he's like, I'll count this yep. as your punishment. So and we got it. We we, we we filmed we, the whole we thing. We filmed it, so we'll play it next Wednesday. But it was great. Um, we were we were a couple sheets in the wind, of he, course. He but. named us the drunkards. Because <laughs> there's a screen that tells you who's gonna go up and like perform next. So it'll say like you know Jim and Tom and this and that. And he put the drunkards, YMCA Village people. I'm like, that's us. We're up next, guys. I was will there say, not a lot of people singing? Oh, there were, oh, dude. It was nonsense. Dude, I will say for entertainment value, we were like one of the last ones to when go up. When you see the video, Tim, you'll understand because there was a guy there who must be a regular. The sax man. Oh, the sax man. So there's a dude who literally showed up, walks into the bar with a saxophone attached to him. He had the neck strap, everything. And we're like, what the fuck? And when people are up there singing karaoke, he just walks up to the stage and just starts fucking playing the saxophone. He did, he did one or two songs and, himself. And everyone just... loved it. It was so fun. Like, it was actually a really good time. Like, they had, like, a band up there. Like, he was the saxophone part where the lady was singing, and he was playing, like, the background music backup. and stuff. They were, they were, the DJ and another guy would, like, duet together. Yeah, and yeah. They were actually really good. Yeah, they were really like, good. It was a fun time. I'm not going to lie. I had a good time. I'm going to check there. it out next Friday. Yeah, they, we, we, were really pretty, we were very entertained because, we, we, like you said, we would stay there for a beer or two, watch the but game. But I was, like, I'd look at the screen and I'm like, Oh, this guy's about to sing Elvis. Like, I kind of want to stay and yeah. watch that. And then the next thing you know, that's when the guy came over. He's like, "You guys want to sing? You have to sing village yeah. people." But I'll buy you shots. We're like, "All right, fuck it, let's do it." Yeah. So this, there was a lot of good songs played that night. Some questionable people, but some actually pretty good people. Yeah. Uh, it was an okay bar. The vibe was good. The food was good. I mean, yeah, it was I, cheap. Yeah, cheap. Yeah, it was a good time. Nice so. place. I had a really good time. So yeah, I fulfilled the punishment. We'll have the video for yeah. that uh, next week. We'll play that on Wednesday to show everybody that I do fulfill. My first punishment. That's actually my first one. That's ever, your first punishment you've had to. That fulfill. was my first one actually doing. Yes. So it feels weird. Yeah. It was a painless yeah. punishment. Yeah, hundred percent. It was great. It was easy. I was prepared to do it. <laughs> not my not my song of choice, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's all right. We got it done. We uh, we killed it up there. The wife's everyone. We uh we uh did a nice little foursome up there. So yeah, it was great. Uh, and after it, Tara was straight up like. She's like, all you could hear is Justin the whole time. She's like, he's so fucking loud. I'm like, hey, whatever. What do you want from me? I'm the center of attention. I can't help it. You put a mic in my hand, you're going to hear me. Um, but but yeah, it was back, really good. We had a great but time. But back to the point, though, yeah, the Cavs. Just, yeah, the Cavs are struggling right now. They, a, is it too much on Mitchell? Like, I mean, I feel like everything's well, on Mitchell's, Mitchell's shoulders. I know, but it's like when he's in, though, they do well. No, I mean, I think a lot of it just has to do with um, the depth. We don't have the depth. I, I, I mean, sure, Mitchell does have to do a lot for us to win when he's out there. But when he's not out there, it's also like other guys just don't step up enough. We have Dean Wade, who just came back from an injury, who's he's, actually he's helping. looking pretty good. Looking good. Then you have like a guy like Chetty, who if he, Chetty's not hitting shots, we suck. Uh, as I said earlier, Rubio's Karis, actually look pretty good, too. Rubio's looking good. But again, he needs to really work himself back. I don't want him to overdo it this early in the season. Uh, Karis LeVert, the other night, again, I had him to make 1-3, which was like, honestly, it was like minus 15,000 or 1,500. I'm over that experiment with him. I'll give him credit, though, because a lot of people did the same thing. And this is like, not I'm not saying you, but there are people that don't really check the box scores. They looked at him and they go, okay, he shot like 3 of 12 for the night. Looks like shit. Everyone's pissed off. I watched the whole game, played really, really good defense. He was 100% effective on defense. And offensively, didn't score a lot. He had nine assists. Really? A lot of people didn't pay attention to that. So they just look at his box score and they go, okay, he went 0 for 8 from 3. He only had like 6 points. This guy sucks. Get rid of him. But his defense was really good and he had 9 assists. So he contributed for at least 18 points on those 9 assists. Can't ask for much more for a guy who knows his shot's not going down. Distribute the ball. So Who's on the I'm trade okay block, though, you think? Uh, from what I've seen, the only rumors that are really clicking um, are teams looking to dump salary. So I could see a move that would get Lavert out of here, possibly Chetty out of here. Those are just guys to keep an eye on. But one one trade scenario that I actually saw was 
a second round pick and Dylan Windler for Doug McDermott from the Spurs. Uh, that would get us a shooter, a guy that's healthy, somebody that can stay on the court. I've seen some other rumors about us possibly going off uh, after Bogdanovich from the Detroit Pistons. What that's going to cost, I don't know. I've seen rumors that it could be uh, Kevin Love part of the deal to get rid of him to, for, for Bogdanovich. Yeah. Just because you got to kind of match salary and stuff like that. So definitely some things to keep an eye on. The Cavs do need to make some moves. They, yeah, definitely. They need to be I uh, absolutely buyers. love Kevin Love. He's one of my favorite Cavs yeah, of all a time. Yeah, he's a good cheerleader, uh, too, for this the year. Not as effective as he was last year, so yeah. that's a huge thing that's hurting us. As much as I love the guy, I want to win. I want to win games. Yeah. I, am I saying this team's a championship contender? Probably not. I'll be realistic. They'll make they'll make noise. In the I playoffs. think they'll make some noise, but I don't think they're a legit contender this year, unfortunately. And as much as I would love Kevin Love to be here to see more success, you got to do what's best for the yeah. team. And if he's diminished, get rid of him. And I would assume Altman knows, and he's he's a good GM that yeah. he, he's, he's going to make, make the those right moves. Decision. Yeah, you, you you can't make moves from your heart from a fandom standpoint you got to make what's best for the team so if that involves kevin love getting moved it is what it is i'd hate to see it but it would make sense as long yeah. as they do the right thing if you trade him for you know garbage then i'd be pissed about that but give him a proper send-off i also don't want to see him go to a shitty team but i could see what would happen was we would trade him to like the pistons and i think this is his last year's contract they would buy him out and then he'd be a free agent to go sign with like the lakers or whoever yeah. which i think is what inevitably he would do um We'll keep an eye on things like that. Definitely think some trades will be happening. The trade deadline, I think, is like end of February yeah, or something. It's so coming it's coming up. up. Yeah, yeah. Got about a month. You'll start seeing some action here. Um, but we'll see. But the Cavs right now need to step their shit up yes. because luckily the rest of the East isn't doing much either. But uh, the Cavs got to step it up. At one Start point, off so hot this season. Now really they're did. starting to even out again. I think they're what, what are they, 21 and 20 now or something? Yeah, they're about a 500 yeah. team since they started off like 10 and 1. Now they're the fifth seed in the playoffs. They yep. were number one, number two, number, now down to fifth. They're inching their way to a play-in team, and that's that's embarrassing. Yeah. You can't have that. Yeah, we, When you make that trade for Donovan Mitchell and you are you have expectations, you better not be a play-in team, right. and you better not even be like a sixth seed. Like right. You better be top five. We said that before the season started. I had them at like the fourth, third or fourth seed. Yeah, this is why I 100% believe they need to be buyers in the trade. They need to get some, no question. some keys, uh, come some key pieces in here. And if they do that, I think they'll be they'll they'll do well in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to, like you said, championship. I think that's going to be the Celtics. Yeah. Um, they're, even though we've beat them twice this year, they're one hell of a fucking basketball they're great. team. They play great defense. Jason Tatum's, you know, MVP caliber kind of player. Uh, the Sixers have looked pretty good of late. They came back and had a huge yeah. win against the Nuggets yesterday. Joel Embiid really wanted to prove to the world that he deserved some MVP votes last year because he came in second to Jokic, and he went out there and outperformed him yesterday. But that was a fun game to watch. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk more basketball as the season goes on. It's early still. It's halfway point. The All-Star break hasn't even happened. Donovan Mitchell, kudos to him. He was named Starting the official yeah. uh, NBA All-Star starter. That happened on Thursday, so that's good. I didn't even get to write that down, but kudos to him. They interviewed him on TNT and talked about that, so that's awesome to get yeah. a starter. Did you see how they're doing the format this year? Yeah, the draft way. Like, right before the game? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It's going to be like a playground. Everyone so, stands so are they the gonna have like, Are they going to have, like, red and blue jerseys they just toss out to the team that they pick? Is that how it's going to be? I imagine they'll just have a jersey for each guy Yeah. in each color, Yeah. and it's just whatever team takes you, you just put that jersey yeah. on kind of deal. Yeah. I, I kind of wish they would do it where... One team wears home jerseys, one team wears away jerseys, but they wear their own jerseys. Yeah. I like that a lot when they do that. I hate yeah. that they make fucking custom all-star jerseys. Right. I love, definitely miss that. I, like I love that. it when just wear your own jersey, but everyone just wears, like, if everyone wears color, everyone wears white. Like, just do that. It's yeah. easy. I love that. I think that looks so much cooler. I Which, think there's some teams that have darker home colors, though. Well, they have it where you have to have you have to have a light color for, I think, away. Yes. Home, either one. Home but, is home is light color, away stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, if you do it that way, yeah. I think they could still make it work. What's not to change? But the NBA makes a shitload of money by selling All Star jerseys, so they're right. never going to change that. Same, same tangent, but different sport. What's your thoughts on the new, the new thing for the Pro Bowl this year? It sounds fun. I mean, the way they did it last year was pretty cool to see like Denzel Ward out there doing that like 
uh, pass defense drill. They yeah. had racing with Nick Chubb and uh, Tyreek Hill yep. racing and shit. It was fun. So they added more stuff this year. Yeah, so this year there's even more. Flag football now, not mm-hmm. actual, not an actual game. Are you going to tune Which, in and watch it? I, I will, but I'm going to go in with a very pessimistic attitude where okay. the second I get bored or I think it's kind of dumb, I'm Flipping. turning it off. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a chance. I give everything a chance. Uh, but I'll probably not be too invested in that because let's be honest, the Pro Bowl game for the last decade has been glorified. There's, no, there's nothing behind it. Yeah, I it, mean, it's like the the NBA All Star Game. Great that Donovan Mitchell's in it. Will I watch it? Maybe a minute or two. Yeah, it's just guys shooting around. The it's, first it's, the first ten minutes of those games are, are the fun parts to watch yeah. because it's just guys. I'll watch the introductions. I'll watch them out there having fun, pulling out some bullshit dunks and yeah. alley oops and shit like that. And then then the middle part is boring. Yep. And then the last five minutes of those they games try if it's are close. fun to watch too. That's but it's it. Just That's no, it. No defense. There's really no point watching it. And especially the other thing, it's. I think it's gonna be really ugly because they're doing the draft right before the game. So. The teams, not that you need it for an all-star game, but they won't even have any time to like practice, practice together yeah. or like work on something fun together. Yeah. So it's like we're going in blind. It's like a pickup game. Yeah. I think even for NBA Which players. Which might be and, interesting yeah. just to see. And I heard uh, they haven't announced yet, but uh, there's a chance that Coro might be uh, in the dunk contest, I heard. Oh, I didn't see that. I haven't looked at that. His name's being tossed out there as a potential. Being... That would be all right. I mean, he can dunk, but I don't know if he's dunk contest material. My only go- hope is that he doesn't go out there and embarrass himself. Like, right? I just don't want. I don't want to, the dunk contest can get really ugly and really fast. So as long as he goes out there and, and shows up, I'm okay with it. But uh, I'll, I'll honestly pretty much only watch um, three point contest the uh, the Saturday night stuff. Yeah, the skills competition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on from the NBA, I wanted to get to the awards for the NFL season. Um, they haven't officially announced them yet. They've done, like, the AP awards yeah, or something like yeah. that. But those don't matter. We're going off of what the NFL actually does. And we'll start off really quick. We'll just give your picks on the finalists. So you have assistant coach of the year. You've got D'Amico Ryans, the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator. Uh, Shane Steichen, uh, the Philadelphia offensive coordinator. And Ben Johnson, the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think, personally, this one's going to D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. Think I think so? he's a lock, yeah. That's a good pick. I, I put Ben Johnson, I think, uh, the Lions this year. Yeah, been I mean, just, surprise team. I mean, same thing with even Very Shane good Stipe offense and, and everything, you know, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, my pick's on Ben any Johnson. any of the yeah. three could win, uh, but I think it's going to go to D'Amico Ryan just because the Niners' defense is so yeah. damn good. Yeah, And he's been consistently good, so I think he's earned it. Um, head coach of the year. You have Kyle Shanahan, Nick Sirianni, Brian Dable, Doug Peterson, and... Um, I forgot who the other one was. I have it written down, but I can't read my own handwriting. Um, I had it pulled up here. Hold on. That's Josh McDaniel? No. No, not Josh McDaniels. He should have been fired, actually. Not Mike McDaniel, either. Maybe it was Mike McDaniel. Either way, it must be somebody that I don't think is going to win. It looks like I wrote MCDER. Okay, so Coach of the Year, <laughs> Dable, Doug Peterson, Kyle Shanahan. Those are the three finalists. Yeah, so I was on a site that gave five. Oh, I see. So I just wrote all five down. But either way, don't even know who the fuck I wrote. So we'll just move on from that. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to Nick Sirianni. For the head Eagles? coach. Yeah. Think so? I think so. I think he had a really good year, took them to the one seed. Is it I mean, are you really is it really coach of the year though, if you're taking a team that's pretty much a Bentley and you're just still having a Bentley at the end of the year? I mean Uh yeah, because last year he snuck them into the playoffs when everyone thought they were gonna suck. The NFC the NFC East was really bad last year. And he snuck the Eagles in late. Well, that should have been the year he won the Coach of the Year, though. Right, and he should have, and they didn't give it to him. So I think this year he said, okay, fuck you. We snuck into the playoffs, and I got no respect. Here's the one seed. So I think he earned it. I'm riding with my boy Dable from the Bills. (laughs) From the 
Giants. The Giant Bills. No, I, I think that he. Um, I no, think, same thing. I mean, that's a surprise team. He. he, he who should. saw the Giants doing no, what I mean, they did this year? I expected them to be middle of the pack. However, best. I will say it does go with a very healthy Saquon too. I mean, yes. And the funny thing though is that they tell Nick Sirianni, "You're not getting this. We're going to give it to a guy who went 0 and three against you this year because the Eagles <laughs> never <laughs> lost to the Giants and then just got embarrassed in the playoffs by them. So that's where it's kind of funny, but." You never know. I wouldn't doubt it. They like to give it to guys like that. Hell, Shanahan could could earn it too. Yeah. He took a team. You lost Trey Lance. Then you lose Jimmy Garoppolo. Now you're at Brock Purdy, and they still fucking didn't skip a beat. But same thing. Yeah. Great roster. I would even honestly go as far as saying, I I know it's like number six on your five player list, but Pete Carroll. I mean, to, He's another to, one. I mean, to do that, what he did with the, I have, the year, I thought that that team would just... I have egg on my face because I came into it saying I expected the Seahawks to be the worst team in football, truthfully. Yeah. They looked like a team that was going to compete with the Texans to not be good, to go after a quarterback next year, full rebuild mode, Yes. and Pete Carroll took that team to the playoffs. Yeah. He turned Geno Smith into a pro bowler. Uh, career year. So kudos to him. He definitely would have deserved it, at least a mention. I know a yeah. lot of Seahawks players are pissed that he didn't even get nominated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it probably will go to Dayball. Yeah. If, if I had a vote, I would give it to Sirianni. Um, but Dayball did do a lot with a little. You have Daniel Jones, who I think everyone can a- agree that after four years in the NFL, he's not great. Uh, took them to the playoffs. But they, they, he works in a system that he's created. Exactly. Dayball came in and said, here's what we're going to do. I know what your strengths and weaknesses are. We're going to stick to this. And it worked. Got him to the playoffs. Uh, so yeah, he, he'll probably get it. But if I had a vote, I'd probably go with um, Nick Sirianni personally. Next up, you have comeback player of the year between Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Geno Smith. I, Geno Smith for me, I think, honestly. I was going to say the same exact thing. So for me, Saquon Barkley was once great. Yeah. Then he started getting hurt. Christian McCaffrey, great, started getting hurt. They're just playing how they used to play. Right. Geno Smith has never been good. No. He came in and played great this year. To me, that's comeback player of the year. Hell of a year for that, that guy. Took that, it took this guy 10 years or whatever in the NFL to have this kind of year, yeah. that deserves an award in my opinion. Does that stick around next year? What happens with him next year? I'm curious. Right. But he, he earned it, it for this year. But for sure earned it for this year. I, honestly, I've never seen him play that good of football before. No, I thought he was going to suck. Yeah. So. I mean, hats off to him. Because I, I he got truly... thrown into a position where they were they were meant to lose. Yeah. They, you're, you're just going to carry this team to the end of the year. We're going to draft a quarterback first round. Now they have a lot of questions. Yeah. What do we do? Do we keep them? Do we draft someone else? Do we roll with them? Do we still draft a quarterback? It's gonna be quite interesting. My buddy, that's a Seahawks fan, thinks that they're gonna they're gonna roll with him. Yeah, he thinks this is a year that they're gonna go after everything else. Yeah, and then next year go after the quarterback. Yeah, because they have the Denver picks; they're picking top okay. five. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, so that's smart. Saying, it's smart. He's saying take a defensive end because they need to work on their defense a little bit. So he's like, get an edge rusher at top five because he doesn't like the quarterbacks that might be there because he yep. thinks Bryce Young and he he. Houston, I don't, know, yeah. I don't know if he's just fucking with me because he knows I'm from Ohio. I don't personally care about Ohio State, but he always says, like, oh, I hate Ohio State players. I don't want any of them. So he doesn't want C.J. Stroud if he's yeah. sitting there at five. So he wants none of the quarterbacks this year. He doesn't like any of them. Um, so he wants everything else. Get the quarterback next year. Give Geno, like, a three-year contract. See what you got. It's not, it's not bad. And you've kept uh, Pete Carroll on longer, too, because we yeah. thought he was kind of on his way out as well. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, 80 years yeah. old, so they better yeah. fucking figure some shit out quick because he's not getting any younger. Um Defensive Rookie of the Year, I think this one's pretty easy. Uh, you've got Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, and Ta- Tariq uh, Woolen. Speaking of the Seattle Seahawks, very good drafting late team. They find diamonds in the rough all the time. It looks like they found another. 
Uh, Sauce, though, Sauce Gardner had a great year, great corner. He he was an all pro. I mean, I don't think it's even going to be close in the votes. I think he's going to yeah, win this. Absolutely. By a what a hell of a pick. I mean, they've got two hell of picks on that team. Yeah. That they, they had, they, there's a good chance they walk away with offensive and defensive yeah, rookie of the it's year. It's insane. Um, all with a shitty quarterback for that offensive with plan. Yeah. Multiple shitty quarterbacks between um, White Mike, Zach Wilson, yeah. and Joe Flacco throwing the ball all, all year. All you, all you need is an Aaron Rodgers. Go get him. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Sauce Gardner takes this one easily. I do too. So speaking of offensive rookie of the year, you've got Kenneth Walker from the Seahawks, Garrett Wilson from the Jets, and Brock Purdy. However, I will say if Purdy goes out there and wins uh, this game this weekend, well, I think the voting's already done. Oh, is it already done? I, I thought think maybe it's they, done. Were, they, don't, they just don't okay. announce it till the weekend because right. and they don't go off playoff stats. Was it, yeah, did, so then I mean, maybe as a chance, but I think Garrett Wilson takes it pretty easily. Yeah, I think if Brock Purdy played the whole year and yeah. was consistently great, like for a full season, yeah, you're yeah. like, wow, he earned it. But only playing half the year, these other guys played a full season, put a great resume together i yeah. think garrett wilson's going to win this as well um defensive player of the year nick bosa micah parsons and this is a shocker to me chris jones made it as a finalist and not no, miles, not miles garrett, garrett. Uh, but that the... just goes to show you the number one thing that everyone always says if you want a defensive player of the year got to win games yeah they're not going to give it to a team that didn't make the playoffs if you look at it micah parsons just got eliminated chris jones playing today nick bosa playing today you got to be on a good team if you want to win these awards um <laughs> Personally, I think it goes to Nick Bosa by landslide. Oh, fuck yeah. I, I mean, what a hell close. of a year he's had. Yeah. Yeah, I think Nick Bosa takes this one pretty easily. Nick Bosa led the league in sacks. Miles Garrett was not far behind. However, Miles Garrett, obviously, if you want to get technical, you want to break shit down, faced way more double teams. His his percentage on beating a blocker. He's also out of game and a half, too. Yeah, his percentage on beating a blocker is, is better than anybody else up here on the nomination. That's why I was shocked he didn't at least get the third. Yeah. You don't want to give him the award, but at least let him be top three. Like, Chris Jones had a good year, sure. I think Miles Garrett was way yeah. more impactful than Chris Jones. I'm so excited to see what happens with Miles uh, next year in that defense. Yeah, I'm him and so Jim pumped Schwartz, to see. very excited. Uh, offensive player of the year, you've got Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, and Jalen Hurts. I, I, if Justin Je Je Jefferson doesn't win this one, I'd be he fucking was, surprised. I want him to win just because I picked this in the beginning of the season when we did our picks. Yeah. This is the only one I'm going to get right, so I want it to hit, so I'll take it. Yeah, so I, Justin if Jefferson he doesn't here. win, I'd be really surprised. And then MVP, you've got Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, personally, I think this one's between Mahomes and Hurts only. Uh, Joe Burrow had a good second half of the season. Jalen Hurts had a really good first half of the season. Patrick Mahomes had a pretty good year all around. He was very consistent and good. So I think Patrick Mahomes is going to win this one. I, I think so as well. And I, I've said it before and I'll say it still. I think the Chiefs during the regular season hold back when they play football. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much more Patrick Mahomes probably could do if he really wanted to stat pad and all this other shit, but he doesn't. Yeah. He just does enough to win the game. And that's what's crazy is it shows you how, don't get me wrong, Tyreek Hill is a great player. Sure. You'd want him on your team. But they lost Tyreek Hill, and everyone's first thought was, well, Kansas City's done. Yeah, they're never going to be over. able to move yeah. again. And their offense didn't skip a beat. Nope, not at all. They they plugged in Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, they got guys off the street, Nicole Hardman, things like that. Didn't miss a beat. Right. Great team or great organization. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to be a thorn in the AFC side for many years to come. Right. As long as Andy Reid hopefully, you know, stays in shape. Yeah, it's yeah right. Well, he's the shape, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a circle. He needs to uh, really take care of himself. He wants to have a little more... Uh, Cheeseburgers. Longer tenure in, cheeseburgers? The, in the NFL. He has plenty of cheeseburgers. Cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. And we have, we got a little over a half hour now, so I wanted to do a fun game. Every uh -oh. radio show does this. Everybody does this in Cleveland. Surprise for me. No, I had it on there. What was it? The oh. stay or go. Oh, I was wondering what the fuck that was. I'm That's like, literally, do you want this player to stay or go? Got it. Okay. So like fans it. at home, if you're watching, uh, if you want to chime in, I'll name some players and let me know if you think they should stay or go. We'll start off with some easy ones. T Tim, you're involved too. Yeah. So this one, first, we'll start off as John Johnson the third. The reason his name is mentioned is because, A, he's underperformed for what, they, what yep. they paid him. And, B, if he is cut by June 1st, he makes 
uh, he gives us an extra $10 million in cap space. So I think that's a no-brainer. They're going to release him. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to find a new safety. I think he's go is the easy answer here. But what say you guys? Uh, I say go. Okay. Tell me when the go. Tell me when the go. I will. I'll meet him at the airport and or I'll meet him at home and drive him to the airport to get him the fuck out of here personally. Yes, I, I believe he's go. So John Johnson the third go. Kareem Hunt. Now everyone and their brother assumes he's as good as gone. Yes. If he says, I'll stay on a hometown discount, do you want him to stay, or are you ready to move on from the Kareem Hunt experiment? This is all hypothetical. There's a good chance the Browns might not even offer him anything, but let's say they do. They say, we'll, we'll keep you, but you've got to take this money because we just don't have it, right. and your numbers don't deserve whatever you want. Would you keep him? No, go. I'm, I'm ready to bring in the uh, the Ford Fords of the world there. So I want him to spread his wings. And, and fly on. away from the nest. Yeah, what do they say? It's if not loves, a bad thing. Yeah, if you love something, you gotta let it go. Yeah, yeah no, I, Kareem Hunt was awesome. It was fun to watch him play here in his hometown. But yeah. I'm with you. Uh, running backs don't get any younger. I'm also sick of hearing the fans that just always constantly say, "You need to give the ball to Hunt and Chubb at the same time. Have them on the field." Like they don't make any sense. Just get them out of here. They both so need to hold the ball while they run. Yeah, just get them out of here. Uh, the, the Hunt and Chubb on the field at the same time doesn't fool people like like most common fans right. assume. They think that if you put both of them out there, the defense is going to have no right. idea what right. to do. Like they and, don't have and, a, and Hunt's a big name, so that's why they wanted him to always yeah. get the ball to. By eliminating him and you now have Ford as your backup and he's going to be out there then spelling you, it's Chubb. It's just Nick Chubb as your number one back. it's just Nick Chubb then. That's it. And, and you know, layman fans out there don't understand that defensive coordinators understand if you have two running backs on the field – they will pick one of their players to shadow that guy. Yeah. They will be covered. I don't know why Browns fans just think someone's going to be open if you put them both in the field. It doesn't work like that. Sorry, guys. Um, but Browns fans are dumb, as we all know. Hey, hey hashtag. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. Kareem Hunt can go. Uh, I wish him the best. I hope he goes somewhere and gets some playing time. I mean, he could be a, a factor in Buffalo. I think right. he'd be a good match for them, get them you know, a little boost in their run game. Uh, next up, Anthony Walker, linebacker. He Ooh. suffered a torn ACL on I think it was the Thursday night football game against mm-hmm. the Steelers. And he came back on another one-year deal. He's been here for two years, two one-year deals. He was a good leader at middle linebacker. He was he was the leading tackler last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this season, obviously, his season was cut short. Um, I would like to see him back. We are so fucking depleted at linebacker if he's healthy, if he's able to come back on a one-year prove-it deal again. And, he you know, he's a good teammate, it seems like. He's a good leader. I'd say bring him back for the right price, but I'm not overpaying a guy like Anthony Walker. If he gets a good deal elsewhere, see ya, more power to you, but we do need linebacker help. I would love for him to come back, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, Yes, a one-year deal, that's fine, but I think his presence was it's was huge. crucial for that defense. Yeah, I, I, I want him to stay as well. Um, I, I just feel like um, the the key pieces that we have on defense, um, we, we like for them to all stick together and get stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like he should stay. I agree. We're all in agreement there. Uh, next up, Ethan Posick. So this is an interesting one. Ethan Posick played very well. He was a really good center. Shouldn't have played this year where they wanted Nick Harris. Nick Harris tore his ACL in the first snap of the preseason against the Jags. Does Nick Harris come back healthy next year? Does he just earn the, the starting spot automatically? For some reason, they love uh, um, Nick Harris. They think he's the future at center. Hasn't really shown anything. Ethan Posick played really well. Do you bring him back on a cheap deal to at least be the backup? Hmm, that's a good question. Because obviously, I don't want him on on the team anymore. But that Froholt guy, he is a free agent also. So we are down to no backup center on this. Would team. he take backup money though? Who Posick? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, it, it's going to depend on what the market is. I don't know many teams that need a center. Obviously, most teams have one, and they yeah. kind of roll with the same yeah. guy for quite some time. 
Um, he played well, but I don't think he played enough to where teams are going to back, back the Brinks truck up for him. I would absolutely love to have him back on a, on a, on a deal, one year, two years, as a backup to Harris yeah. because, I, again, he tore his ACL. Yeah, we need the depth. It's very not trustworthy. And plus, one thing we've learned is, yeah, we need depth Can't in this offensive, offensive line. Lineman. So, yes, I would, I would say stay. Yeah, I would like to bring him back. Yeah, I was going to say stay, and even if we could possibly move him somewhere else because, I mean, he definitely— Yeah, he could play a swing guard if yeah. you know Miles— uh, uh, What's his name? Wyatt Teller, I'm sorry. Uh, Wyatt Teller goes down. Yes. Batonio got moving goes a center. Down. Moving a center to a guard position is easier than moving to a tackle. Yeah. So, yeah. And I just think he's a better overall player than Froholt, who Froholt is not a center. He had to play center in a pinch. So I'd rather have Posick moving around yep. than Froholt personally. Yep. Um, next we have Deion Jones. The Browns traded for him for a mm. seventh round pick, linebacker mm. from Atlanta. Um, seemed like he came into town and got into the doghouse a little bit, and then once he started finding the field, he actually made some really good plays. So he's another one. He's young. I think he could get him. We could keep him for relatively cheap because nobody really wants him. Atlanta got rid of him for peanuts. He had a big contract with Atlanta. I think now he understands he's not going to get that kind of money again. So if we can keep him again, we need the linebacker depth. Yes. So you can't have too many bodies in that room. I think he's talented. He was like a second round pick or something like that when Atlanta took him like five years ago, six years ago, whatever. Uh, I say bring him back if the price is right. I think, yes, him and Walker both bring him back because I think they're going to address the bigger issue, which is that defensive line. Mm -hmm. And if you could sign both of those players back for a good deal, you kind of not perfected your linebacker room, but you've at least made it easier to help the linebacker room. Because now you can just go draft someone or maybe bring someone in to help them. And Jim Schwartz's defense doesn't need great linebackers. It needs great defensive linemen. So I think Deion Jones, Anthony Walker, guys like that, they're fine for yes. linebackers as long yes. as you figure out that defensive line situation. Yes. I So, yeah, I, I would love to bring him back. I like Deion Jones a lot. Tim? Bring him back, definitely. Like I said, we need we need the help anyway. Uh, Can't have too many linebackers, yeah. <laughs> as we learned. How many fucking guys went down for the year? Right, right, exactly. Speaking of linebackers that went down for, for the year, here's another one. Sione Takitaki. He was on the last year of his rookie contract. He tore his ACL also out for the year. Good, great special teams guy. Not great when he's on the field. He has his moments. Excuse me. He has his moments. Um, Do you bring him back, though? Because he's coming off that ACL injury late in the season. He's probably not going to be healthy for training camp. He's going to really need to be eased in. No. Nah. Go. I think it depends on what else they do at the linebacker position. If they have it solidified to where we have, like, five or six good linebackers and we're set, and you want to bring him back for cheap and just say, hey, you can stay on injured reserve for a little bit, get healthy just so we have depth, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. But if you're sacrificing another good player to For bring him? back a Takitaki, I'm, yeah. I'm against that. No, I don't want him to go. For the right price, right situation, I would bring him back just for the depth to be bottom of the roster kind of guy, but I'm not going out of my way to bring him back. I think we should keep him on the practice squad. <laughs> I would I mean, I'd be okay with that. He might not have many options this year, so that, that might the be pr- the only place to go. That's the price is right music. I yeah. like that. <laughs> the price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, next up. Greedy Williams coming to the end of his rookie contract. He was a second-round pick out of LSU four years ago. Uh, has trouble staying healthy. Went on the field. Maybe has a decent play here and there. And then also a lot of times you look and go, what the fuck did Greedy Williams do there? I think he has more more bad plays than good plays. Yeah. I am personally okay with getting rid of him. Hey, hey, same with John Johnson. They're just yeah. they're just question marks in the field. And For I me, think there's they're more easy often targets. than not, those are the two guys you point a finger at and yeah. go, what the fuck were they doing? Those are easy play? targets for quarterbacks and yeah. offenses. So, yeah, no, I, I he needs to go. Yeah, I think good quarterbacks, when they look out on the field, they look for 43 and 26 and their eyes light up. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, he has to go. I think this is the only time I won't be greedy. Yeah, let him go. <laughs> Tim over here hitting the dad, dad jokes on the Sunday. I like it. 
Yeah, he's feeling good. He woke up, put his new balances on, cut the grass. He's loving life. <laughs> uh, next up, Dearness Johnson, the running back they brought back on a one-year deal last year. Everybody loved him. He barely touched the field this year. So do you bring him back just for the depth to make him your third running back? Because I love him as a running back. I do. I wish he played more, right? Yeah. Um, but if we're losing Hunt, I would love him back there behind. Yeah, because we're going to need a third. I don't think Felton is long for the Browns. Because Mr. Felton is, hasn't earned right. it. Right, because I think he's he's quick. He He's a different type of running back yeah. than what you get from Chubb and and uh, Ford. So, yeah, i definitely give and him even, a chance. Even if he doesn't see the field, running back is a position where – a guy can get hurt. Yeah. Chubb gets hurt. Ford gets yeah. hurt. You need someone there. I'm okay with him as depth. If he comes back for cheap again, I'd, I'd love to have him. It seems like he, was, he wasn't he was a troublemaker last year. He came back. Everyone expected him to get a shitload of playing time. Barely saw the field. Um, so I think that goes to show you that he's okay with his position. He yeah. understands his role. And losing Hunt could open the door for more opportunities yeah. for him to see the field. Yeah. So I think bringing him back would be a good idea if you're going to lose Hunt especially. Absolutely. Tim? I think so. I think you need to bring him back. Yeah. Um, we. He's a fan favorite. He had a great yeah. game against Denver. I feel like he he showed like he shows like he has he's gonna come together. Like yeah. so I think we should keep him, especially if we're gonna get rid of him. Like all in agreement. Like, I love yeah. this. I, yes. think, I think we've been yeah. all on the same page for everyone. We so have. Far. There has to be a challenge going out there we're gonna disagree on though. Uh well, we'll get to that. Uh next up, Ronnie Harrison, another safety who has a uh impending free agency coming up. We traded for him from the Jaguars two years ago. He came in has had had some moments, but overall he's been kind of a problem. He's had some huge personal foul penalties that have cost us huge moments. Um, doesn't really make splashy plays. I really liked him when we traded for him. I thought this is a guy that we could build around. To me, didn't do enough. I'm okay with letting him go. Yeah, if it wasn't for the attitude issues that he has, yeah. I think I'd be okay bringing him back. Too many because, personal fouls that are just at very, very untimely But yeah, moments. he just doesn't use his head very well. So yeah. I, I'm okay with that. Now, we're, we're all basically saying we're getting rid of a lot of our secondary here. Oh, yeah, we need we need secondary. is going to be a huge need this year. Yeah. Because right now, as, as we predict, we are down two safeties, one corner, yeah. and a, a linebacker at least. So a lot of defensive help yep. coming yep. this offseason. I'm actually going to differ with you guys. Okay, oh. here we go. I think we should keep him only because we're bringing in Swords. I think uh, he could possibly get him in line. Um, yeah. And uh, I feel like this will be his last chance for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, yeah, if they give him a one-year cheap prove-it deal and they say, if you can't work in Schwartz's system, you can't work anywhere, Yeah. I could live with that. But okay. they got to keep his shit together. The minute he starts fucking off and gets a personal foul or something Done. like that, I'd, be, I'd, I'd caught him. I don't know if I cut him, but he'll definitely get some repercussions right then. And then he got one. He is like that. That's yeah, like that's, that's his warning. The ice doesn't get much yeah, thinner. That's it. Yeah, I could see that. I, again, you can't have too. You can't go wrong with having too much depth. Sure. He's a guy who knows the system. He knows the teammates. Could be a, a, a really friendly guy with the, with the other teammates. Maybe they love him in the locker room. Right. The Browns say, "Hey, we'll give you a one year league minimum kind of deal because you haven't earned anything else." And he says, "Okay, I'd like to stay." I'd do it. I also think there's other options out there, especially this free agency season, yeah, that might I, be better upgrades. And that's the number one thing is they're going to have to really get Jim Schwartz involved to pick his players. Yes. If they say, do you think, here's Ronnie Harrison's film. I'm sure he's already watched every player broken down their tape and goes, this guy can work in my system. I want him back. They're going to do what they can. And let's not, let's not fool ourselves. The, uh, Schwartz is going to be a pull for certain, certain people. Yeah. They're going to see that defense say, I can do well in that defense. Yep. I could get good stats, get more money. Yeah. I want to go play for the Browns. 100%. I think players are going to say this guy won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. He yeah. knows what the fuck he's doing. He yeah. beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. Yes. It doesn't get much better than that right. on your resume. Uh, next up, Chase Winovich, defensive lineman, traded Mac Wilson for him. He barely played, couldn't stay healthy. Um, when he was out there, though, he looked good, but 
barely stayed on the field. So I would say he can go. Yeah, I honestly didn't even see him on the field much at all. So yeah, yeah. no, he's done. I wanted him to play well, great because he wore the number 69. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> uh, I almost bought a mini signed helmet from him because it's super cheap and it just says like Chase 69 really big. So I was like, that'd be kind of funny to have in the collection. But <laughs> I never pulled the trigger. But maybe it, once they let him go, they'll be dirt cheap. So maybe I'll grab one then. Yeah, no, I'm good with him going. Yeah, I'm okay with that. He can go. Yeah. Uh, and last on my list of actual names is um, Chris Hubbard, the swing offensive lineman. He is a free agent. He has trouble staying healthy, but when he's healthy, he is our sixth offensive lineman. Yeah. He can play damn near any position. So if you lose a guard, if you lose a tackle either side of the field, he can come in and play. They really want that to be James Hudson going yeah. forward. But Chris Hubbard is becoming a free agent. Do you want to bring him back just for the depth? or let him go on to greener pastures? I would keep him because back to the point we talked about earlier, you can never have enough depth, especially in the offensive line who was very hurt this year. Yeah, I don't want to risk it. I, he knows the system. He's Our offensive line coach is coming back. Mm-hmm. I think it'll just make sense to bring him back. I agree, for the right price. It, it definitely makes sense to bring him back, but if not, he's for the streets. Yes, sir. It, it's got to be the right <laughs> deal. I'm not overpaying a guy to be the sixth or seventh swing right. offensive sure. lineman. So, Absolutely. Yeah, if he's willing to take a very, very team-friendly deal, by all means, yeah. bring him back. Yeah. Uh, and then this is the next one I have up. Any surprises? Do you see anybody leaving that is not necessarily somebody you even think of? And one name that I've seen mentioned quite a bit, and I wanted to get your guys' two cents. No, Jacoby's gone. Yeah, he's gone. I think they're going to do they're going to do him right, and they're going to let him go play somewhere else because yeah. he's earned himself a hell of a contract. So I think he earned it. Yeah, he's got a good payday coming. One guy that's under contract that a lot of people think could be a cap casualty, Wyatt Teller. Oof. Wow, really? Did That's a just... name I saw because a lot of people are saying if you bring back Posick, maybe you make Nick Harris or James Hudson your right guard. Wyatt Teller is expendable because he's going to be making like $13 million on the books next year. So if you can get rid of him. And his production last year was not. His production was not as good. Yeah. Uh, Joel Petonio was the pro bowler. Wyatt Teller had a lot of penalties. He missed some time. Uh, wasn't as effective on the right side as he used to be. So there's a lot of a lot of speculation that he could be a cap casualty to clear up a little cap space because you can only pay so many guys. True. No, it's so a guy. When I saw that one, I was like, wow, I didn't even expect that name to pop up, but that's that would make sense. Like I would not be shocked because especially in a season where you you need some moolah, you need some extra money. I, I think Bill Callahan has proven that if you give him a good player, he could do anything with him. He can he can make that offensive line just fine without Wyatt Teller. Yeah, Wyatt Teller's good. But last year showed what kind of money are we talking that we would save by cutting him? I forgot the exacts, but it would it would be a significant amount. I think it would be like ten million plus. Well, him paired with Johnson's ten million. Yeah, I mean that opens up. I mean, Jeez. right now we're projected after they restructure and do some things to have like thirty to forty million, um, and then two thousand twenty four it starts to get tighter for sure. They're gonna have to do more restructuring and more yeah. things like that. So losing Wyatt Teller now could be one of the situations where it opens up money for twenty twenty four, opens up things for the future. Um, I'm okay. Just, and, a, just again, hypothetical. This is just somebody, some names people put out there. I would be okay with with him being cut. And this is where I guess it would be like I trust up the front office to make yeah. the right decision. And I also trust Callahan to the, the coach that, like you said, he can do what he can with whoever he has as long as they're there, right? He mm-hmm. can change up that line and make it work without him. If it's going to be for the betterment of the team, they're going to take that money they made from cutting him and turn it into signing another court, you know, another, not a quarterback, sorry, another good player to help our defense or whatever. I'm all for it. Sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'd be okay with it. That would surprise me, but I'd be okay with it. Yeah, it would be a shocker, but obviously if you make a move like that, you better, the next guy coming in better be just yeah, as good yeah. or as close to yeah. as you can. Because if you get rid of him and then your offensive line takes a huge hit yeah. and you all of a sudden can't run anymore, you can't even block for Deshaun, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I mean, I'll never take I mean, take it away from Teller. I mean, he, that guy has a lot of heart. Yeah. Did well last year. Personally, I, I, I have some grudge against him a little bit just because of his wife. His wife's oh, fucking very, mouthy. Very, very on social she's, media. She's yeah. a, 
very much like Baker's wife. She's yeah. very much like Patrick Mahomes' wife. Like it's just I don't they, like. She's that. been quiet this year though. Yeah, he put her in place. Yeah, and he the, told and, her to and, shut up. and the Jackson kid too. Yeah, if, I didn't see him until like last week where he made a video or whatever. But he's yeah. been kind of in the DL all year. I mean, the shit that he does, I get it. He's doing it for social media. It is what it is. It's annoying as fuck. I personally you're don't doing get it, it on the Mahomes name though. But it's like, yeah, you're, you're just making your family look bad because a you're not a good dancer. If you're gonna do a, a TikTok, yes. you want to go viral, whatever. Do something cool. Right. Do something you're good at. Right. Seeing him do this fucking lame dance and he like pops his jacket, like dude, that's that sucks. That's yeah. fucking yeah. that's lame. You're not doing anything cool or special. You are just riding your brother's coattails. And all, coattails. all you are, you're just Patrick Mahomes' brother. That's it. Yeah. Like you're just embarrassing the family by doing shit. And like that. talk about two ends of the spectrum when it comes to brother and brother. Like yeah. I, I don't understand that. Patrick Mahomes is the least flashy player like yeah. you'll ever see. Yeah, that dude sounds like Kermit the Frog. Just goes out there, dominates, doesn't say shit, doesn't talk <laughs> shit. Sounds like Kermit the Frog. He does big time, <laughs> but he just goes out there, does his job, and fucking leaves. Her piggy. <laughs> pretty much, and they're like, "Hey, Patrick, how'd you guys do today?" And it just sounds like you close your eyes, you just think of, you're watching. Oh, uh, fucking... we did pretty good. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he sounds like. Now that's all I'm gonna fucking think of today if he does a post game interview. <laughs> now, one team. Moving on here. Uh, one team today that is not quiet about talking shit is Cincinnati. Oh, my uh, God. They have we'll, – we'll, we'll do their pick last because we'll go in order. Burrowhead Stadium. <laughs> I wanted to – yeah, I wanted to talk about that. How Is Cincinnati writing a check that their asses can't cash today? All they're doing is giving fucking Baltimore material for Kansas. Because so, even their Kansas City players are saying it now. Oh, yeah, because, the, like, the media is asking them, like, what do you guys think about the Cincinnati calling it Burrowhead Stadium? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? You've got, in one week, the Bengals beat the Bills, and if the if the Bills would have won, they were going to play the game in Atlanta. Yeah. And people bought, like, 50,000 people already bought tickets or whatever for that game. So first thing they say, Joe Burrow goes, send those refunds. Okay, he's trying to, like, have a little clip. He's telling everybody, like, fuck you, we won, Bills didn't go. Okay, get it. Then there's the Burrowhead Stadium. Then there's every, Eli Apple tweeting out, talking shit to Stephon Diggs after the game, which, like, dude... Worry about the like the, the Chiefs. The Bills are done. Why are you fucking yeah. so consumed with with Stephon Diggs? Worry about the. It next was opponent. kind of a cheap shot though with the three. Yeah, that was kind of a, a low blow for him. But I mean, it's Eli Apple, I guess. But. I mean, yeah, and that's the other thing too is he gets fucking smoked yeah. regularly. So like he he's not good enough to talk that kind of shit. The the Burrowhead Stadium though kind of it, it makes sense right now because yeah. he does well in that stadium. Sure, but I mean that's the one thing that I always hated with sports is that it, and and this is an easy argument for for fans that are trying to prove a point. The win win and loss. Yeah, they act like that's strictly quarterback. Sure. If you look at those games. It's not like Patrick Mahomes goes out there and shits the bed. Right. Patrick Mahomes plays really well. Right. In fact, the loss to the Bengals this year from the Chiefs. I watched that game. Great game. Travis Kelsey cost them that game. Travis Kelsey fumbled the ball like midfield while they were driving to go take the lead. Next thing you know, Bengals get it, drive down, score a touchdown, win the game. Everyone says, mm. oh, Patrick Mahomes blew it against the, the Bengals. What the fuck could he have done? It was a right. fumble by should be Travis out there, Kelsey. He should be out there playing safety is but what he should be doing. For media and social media and, and headlines, they go, well, Burrow just dominates against yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. If you look at Mahomes' numbers, they're damn near neck and neck. Those two just play really well. They're yeah. both very good. Um, I, I'm, I'm all for shit-talking, though. I love yeah. a good shit-talking, but you just can't, can't embarrass yourself. Now, if they go out there and they lose to the Chiefs by, like, three points, that's fine. It is a great game. And that's the other thing, too, is uh, they, they claim that Joe Burrow is dominant against the, the Chiefs. All three of the wins, I think he's 3-0 against them or whatever, have been by three points. Yeah. Like, every game's close as fuck, so it's just a really good That first interception today is going to be very interesting. And did you see what the mayor did? No, I saw. So I didn't hear what he did, but I heard someone talking about the mayor. So when the I was driving mayor over of Cincinnati today. filmed a little TikTok thing or whatever to try to go viral of him pretending to sign into order, officially saying that Joe Burrow is Patrick Mahomes' father, and like he did a full skit. 
And it was, I don't want to say this word because I'm thir- I'm in my 30s, I'm not a kid, but it was cringe-worthy or whatever the fuck the kids say. It was embarrassing as fuck. I won't even say cringe, I'll just, I'll call it like no, it is. No cap? No okay. cap. It was embarrassing as fuck. It was the corniest thing I've ever seen. And it's one of those things of like, you better pray you fucking win this game because if not, you guys are going to be eating a lot of shit for the foreseeable future. So you're, you're not only giving them Burrowhead Stadium, you now have somebody saying the mayor. The mayor it's saying not like that it's like some fucking city you're the child <laughs> of you're the child of Joe Burrow. Yep. I mean, can't wait. I'm glad it's a night game tonight because that's gonna be wait. fucking fun to watch. But Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean, and the Chiefs have not said a word. The Chiefs are like, wait, we we're just here to handle Except business. That one we guy during the, the media thing where yeah. he's like, he's like, yeah, so I'll see you at Burrowhead Stadium. And the, the reporter's like, did you just say Burrowhead Stadium? Yeah, it's Burrowhead Stadium. We'll see you guys at the game. Thanks. And he's like all serious about it. He just acted like it's completely normal. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so we'll do that pick last, but I just want to talk about all the bullshit that they've been talking. And uh, I, I can't believe it. I Bengals, love good shit talking. I do too. Just but back it up. And my my thing is, I'm talk shit after the game. Sure. Because like you said, if you go out there and get embarrassed tonight, then you just look like a fucking idiot by doing that. Like if you I win hope, and you want to talk a little bit after, that's fine. But I hope somebody has a Burrowhead Stadium flag they're going to plant in the middle if they do beat them tonight. I don't doubt it. I'd just be worried about getting out of there alive in Kansas City because those are some fucking wild fans. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they talk so much shit. Get the uh, wolf on them. He's, he's still in jail. Yeah. I saw a story about him the other day, actually, speaking of him. Um, it, it said that he put multiple bets down before the season started on Mahomes MVP and the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. And they said if those bets are legit, because he posted a screenshot of them, yeah. they're like, if those are real and not, like, faked, He'll make enough money to get bail, so he'll get himself out of jail if, if Patrick Mahomes wins MVP. And if I think he put five thousand dollars on Mahomes to win MVP at like plus whatever, um, I forgot exactly what the odds were, but it said something like he would end up making if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and Mahomes wins MVP like a hundred thousand dollars because of his bets. So it's enough to get him out of jail. How funny would that be? Is that the one thing that gets you out of jail? Is that you know? The- That's what they said. They're like, this is literally a, like an ultimate bet for this guy. It's his whole life. <laughs> would would you would you? Use that money, or would you save it and just you know? Because you're gonna lose anyway. I think he's stuck in jail because he can't. Yeah. Get out, like he can't afford it. Nobody so to use it. Nobody's to get posting out. bail for him. No, I, think I mean, but you post fucked. bail just to go back. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, well, I, I would. I don't know if I. I think I would save that money for when I get out. I think I would too, but I don't know how that works. Like, if the government would like be like, "Fuck it, we're taking some of it because you're in trouble." I don't know how that works. I would yeah, try to save as much they, as I can. Did they recoup the money he stole? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so then probably it won't take anything from him. Well, the, like you're saying, I would say I would just keep it because yeah. you're going to lose that trial. You're going to yeah. do some yeah, you, you lost that trial. Serve like, your time, yeah. come out, and you have a nice little nest yeah. egg waiting for you. And yeah. Have, have someone invest the money, so maybe you yeah. made a little extra money off of it, and you came back out, and there you go. Boom. Yeah. Or have somebody put it in your, uh, whatever it's called, your, your money in jail. Or throw it into yeah. a bank. <laughs> yeah. Commissary. That. Commissary, that's it. I forgot it. Whatever you call your money in jail. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew it had a word. I just couldn't remember what it was. It's Monopoly. You know? yeah. Free parking. I know, what, <laughs> I know what a prison wallet is. I know things like that. But oh, my God. <laughs> commissary, that's the word. That you was, think I would remember. I've been watching Oz so much lately. That with cigarettes and candies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, hey, you could eat. He could, I hear, I hear they sell some decent shit if you've got a little bit of money in jail. I heard you get a lot of shit when you get a lot of money in jail. I just never want to find out. No, so. not at all. I use 25000 while I'm in there, you know. Yeah, might as well. I mean, I'm sick of eating the shit food here. I'm going to go buy some crackers or something. They go to buy shit at the store. How do I get one of those jail cells where I no guards watch me? I get nice steak dinners all the time. He probably, I could see him doing pretty well in there. Everybody loves sports. They know who he is because he's, he's a wolf, man. Um, so... Like, I could see him having a pretty good life in there. I, I don't so know. <laughs> and, and to my knowledge, he, he's not like a criminal with, like, a bad history, like, gang affiliation yeah. or anything like that. So he's just this 
Stupid, Joe Schmo, the stupid white to, guy who's in jail for trying to rob a bank in a wolf mask, and everyone's probably like, well, he's harmless. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's, yeah. he's, he's probably not smart, a he's not smart yeah. but he's harmless, yeah. So good for him. If he hits those bets, more power to him. It's crazy. That'd be nuts if he wins his Have freedom. you made any future bets, speaking of betting? Um, no, not really. So you didn't put money in like the the Guardians won the World Series or no. like, the Cavs won the championship? I did that last year when I was in Vegas before. It was right after we got Watson, before his suspension came down. So I was riding high. I really thought that we were going to be good. So I took us uh, over nine and a half to win 10 games. And then I took us to win the AFC North. Because, again, this was all before his suspension. I thought we'd be looking at like a four-gamer. Would you and bet then he'd to be win? Fine. Not much. It was like 20 bucks each, so it was mm. nothing crazy. Uh, but, you know, it's just fun. I like gambling. Uh, let's get into picks. So let's do it. We are wrapping up the uh, championship weekend here. And as you can see Man, by the scoreboard. look at that eight and two down there. Tim is fucking killing it. And the number one rule, there is no... No punishment for second place. It's strictly do not come in last. That's so the only thing. Me and so Justin are fighting for the bottom. Kyle here. and I are in a neck and neck spot here. Maybe it comes down to the Super Bowl. Maybe we tie, and then we'll have to figure some shit out after that. Oh, a dual, um, dual, uh, dual punishment. Might have to do something. We might have to do a duet. Maybe karaoke duet. We have for to us. butter right? up Tim's titties one time. That doesn't sound like a punishment to me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a hell of a night. But uh, I, I wasn't country, done. Use country with, crock with our mouth. Yeah, country crock. I only use. I can't believe it's not butter, Tim. <laughs> Let's get right into picks, though. Uh, as you guys saw, the records are on the screen, and I will find these eventually. And we have first game of the day, obviously, 49ers and Eagles. Let's start it off. What say? Let's start off with Kyle. Actually, let's start off with the man. Yeah. Killing it. Let's start off at the top. The top dog goes first. So this game is, you, you know, it's this tough. is tough for it's me. It's very tough. Um, the Eagles really haven't disappointed at all this season. Um, so it's really... Hard to bet against them. However, it's been a pretty season with me, and I'm pretty purdy. I'm pretty sure. Going for it again. <laughs> I got to, man. All right. I'm sticking Tim with purdy. I like it. I like it. You want to go? You want me to go? You're I'll go. I'll go. I'm going with the 49ers as well. Um, I'm going to trust the defense to do what they do. Um, I think last week against Dallas was kind of one of those, you know, just had a bad game type scenario. But um, I believe... And I might change my mind now that Elijah Mitchell is now inactive for the game. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Okay. I just got the the pop up there. Uh, no, fuck. We're still going with. We're going with the 49ers still. So, yeah. Okay, this is where we differ. Yeah, I figured you take. I'm the going with the Eagles because, as I said earlier, I, I think the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys showed the blueprint on how to kind of slow down that offense a little bit. The Eagles defense, I think, is better than the Cowboys. Um, they're healthier. They had the, the the bye week. They just beat the fuck out of the Giants, so they're well rested. They're fine. Uh, the, the but Niners, it is the Giants, though. So. Right, but the Niners had to kind of battle their way through Dallas. Um, again, I think they kind of showed a blueprint on how to slow this team down. I think the Eagles' offense is really fucking good. It's going to be a battle of great offenses versus great defenses on both sides. Um, but give me the edge to the veterans. I, again... I can't let a, a rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, go to a Super Bowl. You have a lot of bias in this pick, I, I hear. But it's also smart because it, it almost worked last week. If Dak Prescott didn't suck dick, then the Cowboys should have beaten the Niners because they put Brock Purdy back down to reality. Uh, so with that being said, I think Eagles have been the number one team all season. I think they're going to fly, Eagles, fly. Let's go. This is for you, Angel. With um, Fly, Eagles, fly. With, uh, what's the show called? Uh, Broad Street South. There you He's go. an Eagles fan, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, with that, I feel like uh, that also showed Purdy, you know, I feel like they gave him a little bit of, as you could say, time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, what do they call it? I forgot what they call that. The seniority in the in the, in the, yeah, in the I mean, system. He's, he's I mean, I don't growing. know. You see it. Yeah. My thing, though, is last week the Eagles, or I'm sorry, the Cowboys defense 
again, they, they made they made life difficult for the Niners offense. The, the Eagles, I think, have a healthier team. They have a better defense. Uh, they're the home team. This is a 50-50 kind of pick. I think we can all agree that it was, yeah. it was tough to make a decision. You guys know me. I stick to my gut. I, I take the home team in 50-50 games, and the home team just happens to be the number one seed that's played great for most of the season. I'm just going to keep rolling with them. So I'm going yeah. Eagles. I like and it. And the only way to, the only way for us to have different uh, scores this year is if we make different picks. So I'm going That's for true. it. That's true. This is a make or break one. And then now we have the Chiefs and the Bengals. This spread has flip-flopped because of the uh, infamous a- uh, ankle for Patrick yep. Mahomes. So this went from the Chiefs being the favorite, then the Bengals turned into the favorite. Now it's back to the Chiefs because Mahomes is healthy. Uh, the Bengals, again, they've been talking mad shit. They need to write themselves a hell of a check to back it all up today. Um mm. I'll start. Give me Kansas City. Oh, man. It's going to be a big swing here. So I've got two reasons why I'm going to go with the Bengals here. Okay. One, because I just I, I think that they're they're going to be the better team today. And the other one is I just saw that Drake bet a million dollars in the Chiefs to win. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so anytime Drake gets involved, you go for the team that he's not See, going not, for. He doesn't have good luck with betting. No. I don't really know much about or it. Or supporting anybody. Yeah, and yeah, he's, he's <laughs> usually the idea opposite. of Drake in your corner is he's, not good. I've heard that, actually. He's notorious yeah. with uh, always being the person you don't want to. That also could be the reason why the money's it's kind of swung a little bit, too, for Yeah, million-dollar tends to do that. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, give me the give me the Bengals here. I think it's going to be another Burrowhead um, type uh, scenario, uh, Burrowhead Stadium for him. I just like... I like the the Chiefs because they have a lot of they want redemption. They sure. they lost to the Bengals last year. They had a huge halftime lead. They blew yeah. it. That's all anybody talks yeah. about now. Yeah. That's how uh, Burrow owns the Chiefs. Andy Reid's a Super Bowl winning head coach. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's an MVP. I, I just like them a little. Yeah. I think I, I can't go against that kind of grouping when you have Joe Burrow, who's good, great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Zach Taylor looks like a good head coach. Got him to the Super Bowl last year. Blew it. Uh, same thing this year, trying to get him to another one. For me, I'm just going to take 50-50 kind of game. Give me the home team. Give me the team that's done it before. Uh, and I think, again, they're, they're probably not too fucking happy. They're going to go out there with a lot to prove. Um, this is this one's really tough for me as well because every time we want to count out the Bengals, what happens? They fucking win. They that's fucking why I, win. I, I, can't, I can't pick the Bengals ever. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really want to pick the Chiefs because I've always been a Chiefs fan. Um, but I think... I think I gotta go Bengals. Okay. Um, I I don't think the shit talking is helping my case here. Usually, when people shit talk that that heavy, usually it doesn't go too well. You realize that you guys could tie now. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, we could. And I and I, you could be in the basement. I could be in the basement. <laughs> It'd be over for you if yeah, you lose. Absolutely. Because fucking literally. We only have one game next week. Things would be back to normal in the world again. Kyle lost the bet. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think the, the the Earth's gonna everything's coming back to normal. We're, <laughs> what, we're, what are the what are the weird girls with the di- uh, they use all those fucking rocks and jewels and shit? Yeah. We're going through Gatorade, they call it or whatever retrograde. Uh, all that yeah, shit. Retrograde. <laughs> everything's coming back to normal. They they brought out their crystals and their diamonds and everything's getting better. Uh, but yeah, those are your picks for the week. I am going Eagles Chiefs. Give me the two one seeds to meet in the Super Bowl. I also think that would just make it for a better Super Bowl for me. I hate going into Super Bowls where there's teams that I hate. I hate the Niners. I don't know why. I just really don't like them. Uh, I don't like Kyle Shanahan. I just fucking I don't want them to succeed. And the Bengals, obviously, I'll never root for. Browns fans, if you're rooting for the Bengals tonight, go fuck yourselves. You're not real Browns fans. Um, I just don't want to see them in the Super Bowl. I, I, Eagles, Chiefs, I can watch that and go, I don't give a fuck about either team. Let me just watch and enjoy a game. Yep. So if the Bengals 49ers go, how do you feel about that? I'm going to be fucking furious. It's going to be two weeks of me just being mad. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed off. I'm not having anyone over for the game. I'm going to watch it in my basement and sulk. I'm going to be fucking pissed. It's not going to be a good time. 
You don't want to see me like that, Tim. We don't. We don't want that. Angry Justin. I smash. Because I had to go through two weeks of bullshit last year of Browns fans calling into radio shows saying like, oh, "I just want a championship in Ohio. I hope the Bengals God get it." God damn, oh, that's so idiots. annoying. I don't want to hear that again. I, if, I, I made a post on Facebook what, last week where I'm like, and here we go again. No, oh, we're from Ohio. Let's root for the fucking Bengals. I can live with a Chiefs-Niners Super Bowl. I can live with it. I hate the Niners, so then I'll go into it 100% rooting for the Chiefs. It is what it is. Chiefs, we, we saw that story already a couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm okay with a rematch We call that, that the Joe Montana Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Niners-Bengals? Oh, my God. I'd be miserable. I, I can't I'm, handle it. I'm and and I, I'm, I'm picking the Bengals not based on fandom. It's just based on... Skill, right? And I think I kind of look at it numbers. the same way. I think numbers. Yeah, I think the Chiefs have a, a good defense. It's been kind of overlooked, right? Uh, I think their offense is still amazing. Uh, Travis Kelsey has a lot to prove. Again, he had the huge fumble against the Bengals in the season this year when they, <gasps> excuse me, when they faced off. So I think he wants a redemption. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is listening to them talk all this shit. He wants redemption. The defense here's Burrowhead Stadium. They want to go out there and say, "Fuck you. We're a Super Bowl caliber team. We should have won last year. We fell asleep for the second half of that game, and we gave it away to the Bengals. Ain't happening this year." Yeah. Um, the Bengals have looked good, but they've also looked like shit. They barely beat the Ravens, and they go out and dominate against the Bills last week. So they're they're an up and down kind of team, and an up and down kind of team. I stick with consistency. The Chiefs have been consistently great. This is their fifth year in a row in the AFC Championship game. I think it is, or something like that, yeah. or like whatever. They really good track record. I'm just going to go with them. I think the Bengals are a fluky kind of team. They're good. Don't get me wrong. And they're AFC North rivals, so they can also go fuck themselves. I'm not picking them. I can't do it. I'm just excited for a good football. Two good yeah, football I want games. good games. Give me no blowouts. Give me something yep. down to the wire. Yep. And if there is going to be a blowout, let it be the Chiefs or the Bengals, because they. I just want that shit talking. A lot, oh my God. lot of bias over I want to see the Chiefs looking up and like pointing at Arrowhead Stadium instead of fucking, oh, my God, I just hope they talk mad shit. I hope <laughs> yeah, they give, the, give the it right back. The shit talking is definitely going to hinder them a lot. That's, gonna, the that's a lot of fuel. I wonder if the refs, fan, wonder if like, refs are going to call it pretty close to begin with, because it's probably going to get some... Some, yeah, a little rough quickly. I'm sure with the shit talking going on. Probably call a little close to more penalties. Probably. Yeah, I could see that. It's going to be yeah. physical. It's going to yeah. be probably you won't see it, but the refs will go up to the huddles and be like, "Guys, stop getting chippy. Like, yeah. I'm, we're going to start calling it. Don't yeah. fuck this up." Yeah, yeah. All right, we are at the end, and it is of course time for just the tip. As always, we start with our man Tim Buck to to tell you guys what to do this week. You already know what I'm coming with. I'm coming with comedy. And uh, usually we talk about when we know we do our tip on Wednesday. So I would give you a little bit more of a heads up of what's going on. But technical difficulties, (laughs) technical difficulties have made me tell you that today is a day I'm going to be back at hilarities. Jokes on you. Jokes on you. It is a crowd work show. Um, And if you know me, uh, I love interacting with, with my with the with the crowd um i don't always go into the crowd per se because i want to get my set off but with this show is it's all crowd works comedy for me is a conversation i want you to be able to relate to me i want you to be able to be be like oh my god like i can totally understand that when i do my fat jokes they're universal fat jokes yeah you might not have as many stress marks as me yeah your belly probably not as long as mine but you understand because weight goes up and down for everybody. So if you come out to the show tonight at Hilarities, that's East 4th uh, on Euclid, tonight at 8 o'clock, come enjoy a lot of comedians. I mean, it's, it is uh, put on, hosted by John Bruton, amazing comic, and Jimmy Graham, who I think is hilarious as well. Um, I think y'all should come out and have a good time, man. 
Hell yeah, both of those guys have been in the Cleveland comedy scene for a long time. Huh. <clears throat> Sounds great, man. So go check that out for sure. Go check out my man, Tim. I'm noticing a theme here, though, Tim. You're starting to get back to the hilarities a couple more times here. I like it. I mean, you know, I'm just trying to make my way. You know, I'm, I'm always here, so people don't get Shmo- to see shmoozing, me. Schmoozing with the higher-ups, rubbing elbows with the elite. Getting yeah, down you there. know. I like it. They I, see me work. Uh, they just don't get to see me work as much. You know, I'm not out here as, as many other comedians, and I can I can, I can, can tell, like, when I'm on, actually on stage, and I'll be like, oh, man, I didn't do it this way, you know, certain things like that. I don't get as much practice as I want. Sure. I, do, I still feel comfortable on stage. Stage, right. but not the level that I want to be at and I know once I actually be able to get consistently on stage like I want to it's going to be curtain sky's the limit man. man I love seeing it I love seeing Tim's growth um, I'm really happy for him to get at hilarities get these Sunday night shows football season's almost over so I'm actually gonna have some free time so I can get to go see him at some of these hell yeah I've only gotten to see Tim one time performing that was at the Lucy show and he fucking killed it headline killed it um see I love hilarity so seeing him there one day will be fucking awesome so keep it up man I'm proud of you I love it I appreciate you. I couldn't get my mic on. (laughs) I knew what you meant. (laughs) Uh, My tip of the week is an oldie, but a goodie. Um, I say oldie because it's actually been out for like five years, six years. Uh, It did have like a year hiatus in between where it was on on network TV. Then it got moved to Netflix. Uh, It's called Lucifer. Um, It's literally what it's about. He's he's the devil. He plays a character as a devil. Um, He is on earth living a normal life he's basically this playboy owns a, owns a nightclub he can get people's true desires that's his trick like he can look at your soul and that's what's your true desire and you spill everything to him and that's how he's gotten everything he's ever wanted um until he meets one person it's a detective and she is kind of um his kryptonite i guess you could say his powers don't work on her ends up falling in love with her helps her she's a detective he starts becoming like this go-to detective person because of his powers they don't realize it yet and then as you can probably tell it transfers into them falling in love and she knows who he is and shit like that and there's other people getting involved but to me it's a good show i just finished watching the last season on netflix um it was a long watch for me i, I obviously jump around there's a lot, a lot of seasons a lot of seasons but it was good it's good ending i thought it was a good wrap up to what the show was their definite ending and i like his character he plays a good devil like his him his acting's amazing i think yeah um but it's 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 not for everybody but i i thought it was good me and jess both watch it so um if you want something that's pretty easy watch all the seasons are on netflix right now go give it a watch um you may enjoy it but that, that's my pick of the week yeah tara and i started watching that on netflix a couple of years ago or something like that we Kind of got. I I personally got kind of bored. It um, does get at, does get better after season one. Season one's really kind of a long drag watch, but it does get better. That's probably what it is. I have a very short attention span, so I couldn't get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Even Tara just asked the same thing. We both were kind of watching. It. We're like, yeah, eh, I'm good. We can move on to yeah. something else. Yeah. They 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 start including more characters. Um. Obviously, they more angels and and different characters come involved get involved with it. Yeah. A better deeper storyline to his background too, which makes it interesting. Sure. So yeah, it does get better after season one. Uh, I have one that I don't have a picture for that's an anti-tip of the week, uh, or anti-just the tip. We just finished it this week. Anti-tip. We oh, okay. Uh, we watched a show called The White Lotus on HBO. I've, I've heard so many like things about this show. Um, so it's two seasons. Each season, totally different cast, different storylines. Everything takes place in different places. First season, wasn't bad. It was it had some moments. It was kind who's of funny. Who's the main person on it? Uh, I mean, there were a lot. It, it, it goes back and forth between like five people, so there's not like one main person, but it had... Uh, uh, Steve Zahn from the movie National Security, mm-hmm. things like that, uh, with with uh, Martin Lawrence. It had Stifler's mom plays a huge part. Uh, oh, it's right. got Alexandra Daddario plays a big part in it. Uh, the guy who played Pete from The Office, aka Plop, he played Alexander Daddario's husband in the in the season. So it had some some names in it for sure. Uh, season one had moments. It was funny at times. Uh, basically, the gist of it is it starts off 
very first episode, everyone's leaving this resort, this island, whatever, they're in Hawaii, and they, somebody ends up dead. That's all you know. So now they're going to show you from the start of the vacation to the end to figure out who's the dead body of all these people that they keep showing because it obviously happened during their trip. And first season was fine. Had some moments. The ending, I was like, okay, I didn't expect that person to be the person that dies. Moved on. Season two, which is the one that everybody's been raving about, how great it is. They think it should win awards. Season two sucked. I did not like it at all. Is, this one, in what's her, is this one with What's-Her-Face in it? This from, one had um, Bobby Plaza. Oh, she's so hot. It had, you think so? <laughs> oh, I do, yes. Ooh. Not for me. Yes. Um, <laughs> it had uh, the guy who played Christopher from Sopranos was yeah. in it. Uh, it had a good cast as well, but I just didn't like the season. I yeah. thought the season sucked. Uh, so White well, Lotus, I don't get the hype. It's on HBO. HBO, okay. Yeah, I didn't understand the hype. But my actual Just the Tip is the new horror movie that just came out on demand. They kind of surprised everybody. Megan. Uh, it came out on Tuesday on demand They uh, with no announcement. They were like, boom, now you can just rent it at home. And I watched it. It was cool. It was, it was different. It was basically... Terminator meets Chucky, in a sense, uh, which is cool. I, I mean, I've was, seen clips of. The I movie. thought it was more like the orphan. No, so the premise of this is this girl, little girl. This is all in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. Little girl, uh, her ma, her aunt works for a tech company that's making like children's toys, but they're trying. It's new age, so they're trying to make it with like more technology and make it with AI and you know whatever. Um, her parents die in an accident, so she goes to live with her aunt. While living with her aunt, her aunt goes to work and is working on this robot behind the scenes. And the, the her niece looks at it and she's like, oh, my God, every kid would love this. Like, this would be the greatest toy ever. So the aunt was like, really? And she goes back and starts working on it. And they create the Megan doll. And it is to get to know the person. They understand the person's, their, their owner, which is the little girl. They get to know her. They protect her. They understand that that's her main owner. And the AI kind of goes a little screwy and it starts doing things that it's not supposed to. And next thing you know, it goes it goes wild because every it, internal fear of everyone nowadays. Yeah, basically, because they they sync it up with um, with AI technology, and it has a mind of its own, kind of. So they're talking about some shit, and they forgot to turn it off. And she's like, "What is death?" And they're like, "Megan, you're not supposed to ask things like that. Like, turn off." And next thing you know, because it's a computer, starts learning everything it can about death and things like that. And all of a sudden, things like start going screwy with it, where it like it goes bad. It becomes bad. Uh, like the Terminator, aka like Chucky, like all that shit, but blended into one with a doll that moves but look around. Look how creepy she looks. It's very creepy because people like in the movie think it's a real person because they're like, "Who's this girl?" And they're like, "That's not a girl. It's a toy." Um, it's, <laughs> it was cool. Like uh, the one scene she I says, saw, "I am a girl," and yeah, and she thinks she's real, kind of. So she's like the one skit, the one part I see on TikTok all the time is the one hallway scene where she's like dancing back yeah. and forth, and then grabs the like the paper cutter and goes yeah. after the dude. Which was a funny, funny thing. Like I like movies that don't take themselves too serious. Yeah. Like that. Like not all horror movies need to be one hundred percent serious. Like it broke up a little bit with like it's a robot, so it's doing like what it thinks people would do because it's a robot. Yeah. It doesn't understand. Uh, it was a fun movie. It was a good watch. Uh, nothing great, but it was definitely different. It was so fun. worth a while, okay. Absolutely worth a watch. I, I watched it for free. I'm not going to, I wasn't going to pay the 20 bucks on demand. Right. I found a website. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was good. Definitely worth a watch. So check it out. Check out Megan. Nice start to 2023 in horror. Absolutely. Uh, and that's going to do it. Anybody else got anything else? We're back next Wednesday again. Right? Wednesday night. And again, don't forget, we are at Lucy's on February 8th. We are going to do 7 to 8. And then afterwards, do a little... Q&A hangout session with the people in the audience and definitely drink some beers with everybody and have a good time. So we're looking to do that. Maybe karaoke? Maybe a little karaoke. You never know. Things mm. can get wild. Because, uh, Well, it'll be before the Super Bowl, so we may not have... I guess it depends on how these picks go this week because we might we might know who the loser is after this weekend alone. That's true. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We'll have some fun. Everyone come out and enjoy it. Come say hi to everybody with Redline. I'm sure they'll all be there. 
Um, but we'll see you then. But on behalf of everybody at Talking About Balls, but where does the meat go? See you, everybody. Have a great week.